Wait a minute. What time is it? I believe it's 8.28. Holy shit. Are we on time? <laughs> We're early. We're early? Hello, everybody. This must be important. This one is important. Actually, I was going to say, yeah, I can't even be sarcastic with that. This one is important. <laughs> First of all, welcome, everybody, to the Average Intelligence Podcast. As you're all aware, because you clicked on Stevens Earth. Oh. But anyway, you clicked on this wonderful piece. You just said hello. Yeah, I know. Are you are you still about the the name? No, 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 no. It's we chatted with him before. Yeah, I know. Mmm. This is a yeah. Th- th- this is a th- this is an adult uh, and an adult not, thing. Nothing against you. Yeah. Th- th- this this uh, one is. Um, we appreciate the sport, but this one this one might be. This is definitely probably inappropriate for any anyone under eighteen. To be honest with you, like not not saying you shouldn't know about this stuff, but this isn't. Uh, it's not. You our shouldn't job. learn it. You shouldn't learn yeah, it from it's, us. It's, it's we're not the ones. <laughs> sorry, sorry, but yeah, we're we're not the ones. Hey, th- thanks for tuning in. Yeah, if you want to leave you. a like, we'd appreciate it. Yeah, and just go watch an older episode. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. So actually, that's a good idea to disclaimer. Right, I hate the term trigger warning, but. Yeah, it, it might actually apply here. So this one, as um, it's like you said, it's not that you shouldn't know this stuff. It's just we're not the ones who need to teach you. We are not qualified in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Uh, in this one, we definitely live up to our name. We we're not qualified. We're talking about a movie, but other stuff's gonna come up. He's gone. Yeah, I, I figured, but uh, um, but yeah, so. Tonight we'll make it up to you next week. We'll do something much more lighthearted next yeah, week. Yeah, this uh, th- this one had to be done. Yeah, so we apologize for that. But yeah, if you're and even if you're not watching the live stream, if you're realistically, if you're under eighteen, um, you won't be doing any time. Oh my god! Oh, I just gotta double check, make sure you're. Um, and actually, I meant to talk to you about this later, but I guess we'll do it live. Um, sure. There's a strong chance that this video might get removed from YouTube. Uh, yeah, so uh, if this video gets removed from YouTube, it will be up on Rumble. And, it's uh, going to be up on Rumble anyway. And yeah. It will be on Spotify, but there's a chance just because. And It's it's a hot topic well, right now. Well, you might disagree with me. There are some words that are going to be quoted that... I, a lot of YouTubers do the rhyming game, and I think that's a I think that's cop out in most cases because it's like these words exist. Theoretically, we're all adults here. I understand it's not advertiser friendly, but YouTube has not seen fit to monetize us anyway, so they can eat a dick. And as proponents of free, and this is about as real as it gets. So if I can't use certain words, which I'm not going to use out of the context of a quote just for the whole algorithm thing. But I'm going to quote it, and I'm not going to rhyme it or self-censor it because it's what's being said. And sometimes you just have to use the word. So, I don't know. Are you in agreement or disagreement? I am in absolute agreement. I figured you would be, but I didn't want to just start. Well, when it comes to, you know, certain things. Yeah, it's like we're not... We're not even talking about in a hypothetical sense here. We're talking about things that really happen uh, daily, unfortunately. 
So we got that, and also, if you... I asked Sasha to listen to us to make sure yours sounds okay. Oh, yeah, and actually, I've, I've already blocked the fan out, so I'm not even hearing it. <laughs> but um, It is way too hot in here, just FYI. We have our air conditioner on. Um, I, I feel like we're at a good distance away from yeah, it. Yeah, and we, we turned down the sensitivity of the microphones a little bit. Yeah, so, so they do have to be a little bit closer to our faces, but theoretically... If anything sounds awry, let it, please, please let us know. Let us know. All right, I think Sasha just popped on so she can tell us if we sound decent. Cool. And then the other thing, too, is that if at any point in your life you've been the victim of abuse or any anything of that nature, just know we're going to be talking about some stuff. So if you don't think you're going to be comfortable, obviously you don't have to watch anything you don't want to. So, But we're going to try to keep it in the context of the movie. But other things, are they're going to come up. So, um, we got the clear, cool. We got the cool. We got the cool, clear. Oh, that's awesome. That means we can leave that thing on because now we know how to do it. <laughs> we suffer for our viewers, just so you're aware. You can't see it, but just about at the end of every podcast, we're like, fuck, turn it on. Well, see, I haven't had a haircut in a good long while, and it's, it's really starting to bug me. But this guy doesn't have long hair. So therefore, he doesn't probably show. I do, however, have sweaties. thick hair. So when it is longer, I not like your bitch. Mom please. I was gonna say not like your mom. <laughs> All right, I'll come to the side. Mind if I come over? <laughs> yeah, that's a little better. You have a talent for breaking me. <laughs> God damn, Listen, man! This time I'm gonna be super serial, and then you pull out. Mind if I come over? <laughs> All right, so. At the end of the day, our whole shtick is to have a little bit of fun and or start a conversation. In this case, it's going to be mostly a conversation. Yeah, um, the, the, this one's not as uh Any humor fun. that ensues <laughs> will not be related to this movie in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, uh, this is a tough one. So, like, I it took me – I still haven't actually finished it. Um, I get the gist of the movie and what it's about, but, like, I had to watch it in, like, literally, like, segments because, like – I have two children of my own, and all I see is them on a ship inside a shipping container, and it just breaks my heart. And honestly, listen up, government, if, uh, if you would like to hire those uh, who would like to help go around the world and, uh, you know, I, you, I, I'm not going to say something. I, I will volunteer. It makes you think, though, like talking about the scene where you see the children in the shipping container. I don't know how often that specific method happens, but it does happen. Um, Regardless, it, it has happened. It happens. So, so but therefore, it makes you it's... think, and it's not just with human trafficking, it, it, drug trafficking, and gun trafficking too. It makes you wonder. And I know there's just the sheer number of shipping containers. It's not possible to go through every single one of them. I uh, get that. Impossible. But it makes you wonder, though. Like, what's they, in them? Well. Most of the time, it's nothing. Most of the time, it's legitimate product. That's why there's so many. But it makes you wonder. It's like, what if they'd open that one instead of that one? You know, they're they're just uh, what 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 metal are those shipping containers made of? I I don't know. I, I... not lead. No 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 no. Okay. Well, we need Superman. Come on, buddy. <laughs> I mean. Why? How come we, we there isn't like uh, X-ray technology to be able to see through shipping containers? It might be a size issue. I'm not sure, though. I don't think so. I don't know. Well, okay. because we have X-ray machines, right? Um, but I think it's just a scale, a size issue. Right. All right. Um, and, and the fact there's so many ports, and if one person doesn't have something turned on, like a thousand shipping containers can get through. Listen, 
this is probably a poor tasting joke. Oh God! But just judging by the guy that they got for the uh, the main character of this movie, they literally could have got um, Stephen Amell. And could you imagine him saying, "You have." Failed this city. And here's the thing. I feel like Stephen Amell would have done this movie. That was way too aggressive. That's all good. <laughs> I feel like Stephen Amell would have done this movie. Uh, and on top of that, he's a fantastic actor. He doesn't seem beholden to Hollywood the way a lot of other actors are. I mean, maybe to a point, but... A little I bit, like, but not I kind of like... feel like Stephen Amell does what Stephen Amell wants to do. Because, are you going to tell him not to? Yeah, Steve, Steve, not. Stephen Amell is a badass. Steve, like, okay... First, some context for those of you who have not watched Arrow. What do they call that? It's 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 a pull up rack, but every time you do an up rep, you move the rung up to the next level. What oh, ladder pull ups? No, it's got a specific name. I can't remember what it's called. It's something ladder. It's called a ladder. But anyway, oh. so imagine if you will a pull up bar that has multiple levels, and every time you do an upward uh, pull up. The next step, your negative rep is moving the pull-up Sosa, bar. are you here? Because if you are, you know what this is. what it is. But the next step is moving your pull-up bar up to the next rung. But the thing is, yeah, like, but, but all he, you're holding on to is a bar. But when he's doing that, he's doing that. Salmon ladder. That's right. He's doing that. There's no wires. I've, I've seen him do it. Oh, yeah. Like, not in person, but, like, on Like, that guy, like, I don't know how he is now, but while he was filming for Arrow, was a Oh, he still is because uh, the new season of Heels drops late in July. Uh, Stephen, oh, is he on it? Yeah, he's the main character, and uh, he went through pro wrestling. Well, he went through pro wrestling training, kind of unrelated tangent. All right, let's digress. Yeah, but anyway, Stephen Amell's a badass. Would have been great in this movie, and honestly, like no homo, but like you figure when you're getting a Hollywood actor, you find an actor that's better looking than the actual guy, right? I mean, he kind of looks like Chad Kroger. We're not joking anymore. But the thing is, though, the song stands. A hero will save us. And honestly, like, all, all the all the men and women that actually, like, go around and they actually catch you, these people. I don't know how you people do Seriously, that. bless you. Like, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know it. what I am religious-wise, but, like, I, I know there's good and bad. And, like, you guys are doing good this work. This is one of those areas, though, where it's it, – it, there's no – so, like, there's a lot of crime out there, particularly maybe drug-related crime, depending on what level you're at, where you can make the case that maybe this is, like, the person who's perpetrating the crime isn't necessarily evil. It may be a lot of economic factors. It may be um, their upbringing. Like, maybe they don't know any better. There's arguments that can be made. This is one of the few exceptions where there's no way that any of this stuff is defensible. I'll take what is a salmon ladder for 200 <laughs> We already cleared that up, but thank you. Thanks, Google. Or maybe she knew. I don't know. No, I didn't have to Google it. I remembered it. He remembered it. But that's actually a really clever name if you think about it. Salmon, salmon ladder. ladder. Yeah. You say salmon? Yeah, that's how it... I say salmon. Well, because it's like a salmon swimming upstream. Oh, that is, that that's is perfect. Clever. I didn't think about that. Good shit. See, you do learn stuff on intelligence. <laughs> but we're so smart, we don't have our sign in the whole frame. We're figuring it out. It'll get well, us. I can actually adjust the camera up a little higher. Yeah, then it, we, this is good headroom. Okay. Where we're at. So, But we're still showing our intelligence. 
Actually, that, we just made another joke, so now that can't move because then the joke doesn't work. <laughs> but I mean, you get a little, you get a little. Uh, no, you don't. No, not only in the. Okay, so where do we want to start? Because I've got a bunch of information printed out. So I figure, well, let's start just by. I would say spoiler alert, but if you're watching this, like, I don't want to give the movie away. But... I'll tell you what, right now, I can already tell you that anybody who tunes into this probably has already, already seen, seen it. it. Well, I don't and know, then maybe, the people maybe... who are against the movie probably won't even tune well, maybe, in. Maybe people are curious about whether or not it's worth seeing. It's no. absolutely worth seeing. Um, it's weird, because I would describe this as, like, this is not a typically, like, it's a good movie, but it's not a good movie in the Hollywood sense. Like, it's one of those movies that... I've talked about a movie called Flowers of War on this and my other podcast a couple of times. And the way I describe that one is, like, it's worth seeing, but it's not a it's not a pleasurable experience. But it's, it's, it's almost like it's necessary to see. And I feel like this movie is another one of those movies. Like, I'll probably never watch it a second time just because it's... Like I said, much much like with Flowers of War, even though I watched it twice, but I watched it for research. How did that get less loud? Beautiful. Um, where was I going with this? So like, it's not a. <laughs> that feels movie. so much better. It I'm does. sorry, everybody. It's a. It's not a. It's not a fun movie to watch, but it's necessary because it addresses some very real things, but they're ugly, and they're not pleasant to talk about. But it's necessary so that it stops happening or doesn't happen again in the case of flowers. And unfortunately it does happen. Maybe not to that scale, but, um, but it's a good movie. Um, my biggest complaint honestly was the lead actor, which we talked about this a little bit before we went on. Um, I found his performance pretty wooden. I didn't get, I didn't really get a lot of good acting vibes, which is why we are talking about, Stephen Amell would have Stephen Amell would have been a great choice. I mean, God, that would actually if they ever remake Taken, dude. Uh, which I love Liam Neeson and Taken. Don't okay, get me wrong. Okay, cool. I, I'm making sure that it's not yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's I was messaging Sasha and making See, sure. See, why do we? You know, there's a writer strike going on. We're a lot cheaper, and we're not union. <laughs> and, and we just gave you two scripts. On top of that, like ironically, both starring Stephen Amell. We we both like have what you say creative minds i know mine gets zapped a lot because i have children i love them very much but the thing is it does get zapped because when you hear the same things over and over and over you love them but the thing is at the end of the day you'll do anything for them to protect them and honestly like i don't understand why the rest of the uh, the united states right now it well not the rest of the united states but some people are against this movie and we're going to get into all that tonight on this but i, I do want to address that really quick because i think there's from what I've been able to see, there's basically two camps that are, I'm not even go so far as to say necessarily against this movie, but they're at least critical of it. There's the group of people that I think their hearts are in the right place. They've read something and now they have some concerns, but they don't know. They don't have the knowledge, um, but they're being careful. And then there's a group that are kind of obviously like, why are you against this movie? Like, tell me without telling me sort of thing. But we shall, because I was telling you too. I, I don't think that they're necessarily against it. I think they're just misinformed. I think there's a lot of people that are misinformed. It, you know, because they're they're believing once again. Well, actually, the, there's three the media. Categories. There's well, three categories now. Oh. Then there's the people that are so um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? They're so entrenched in an ideology mm-hmm. that their ideologues, the heads of their party, so to speak, say, this movie bad. And they go, oh, this movie's terrible. Pretty much. I think that's the bulk of it, actually. Look at that. That's the oh, are already going down. so good. <laughs> it's, that right there is the sound of comfort. And on top of that, my pits aren't sweating. Because that's helpful. It's not that I wore black for a reason. <laughs> um, so where do we want to start? Do we want to kind of talk a little bit about the movie itself? Or do we want to go in? Because there. Listen, I, um, listen. I have some problems with the movie. They're not huge, but it's not a perfect movie. No, but what I was going to say is like this. This movie, uh, I don't really necessarily take it for. Just like you said, it's not like a Hollywood, you know, blockbuster. This, this isn't a that. popcorn movie. This is actually. This is more like an information. Hey, this is what's going on, and for some reason, no one else wants to cover this, so well, we you, made a movie about it. You know what it actually is, and I mean this in the truest sense, academic sense of the word. Is it is a propaganda film, but we have a negative connotation with the word propaganda because generally when we talk about it, it's in a negative context. Mm-hmm. But propaganda just means presenting information to enlighten or change views. Right. So pretty much every documentary is a propaganda film. Well, of sorts. that's like the word conspiracy. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's context. Context makes context maketh man. So this is a propaganda film to a certain extent, but it's good one and it's good propaganda because it's like hey we should not let people traffic human beings particularly children uh you think i don't think there's anybody that's not for there aren't too many sane individuals that would disagree with that sentiment i certainly don't jake i certainly don't either and if they do you kind of have to wonder if they're a customer or oh that was they're a customer oh yeah yeah exactly they're a customer Sorry. Which, and unfortunately, that's why it's very, and just to give credit where it might be due, if you're, if you're not a customer or a supporter of this illegal enterprise, it actually is, it takes some guts to criticize a movie like this because you will instantly be labeled as someone who supports that industry if you do. So even in my criticisms, I'm going to be very careful with what I say because I most certainly do not support that industry. But it wouldn't be fair to be like, oh, just because I like the message of this movie is perfect. I just killed your microphone. <laughs> no! I wasn't trying to. It got hey. caught on it. <laughs> I'm being silenced. How did this get stuck on this game? It's a conspiracy. They don't want us to talk about it. Man, bear, pig. Hey, man, bear, pig ended up being real. Yeah, that was fucking crazy. That's crazy. Sorry about that. Am I back? All right. Let's. Hi. Am I back now? Am I back? You're back. Where'd I go? I think you're back. I'm back. I broke my back. All right. Talk. Talking. Oh, you're good. Speaking. Jeez. Words. Listen, this is what you get on the Average Intelligence Podcast. Mediocrity at its finest. Well, the, the word average is in our name. So, um, Actually, I know where I want to start. So there's been a lot of videos being shared on the Internet of people, shall we say, having experiencing some tomfoolery uh, in regards to seeing this movie. And I had, I found it quite funny. So I'm on my way to the theater. 
the only exit I can take to go in the direction of that movie theater without taking a massive detour is closed. I thought you were going to say massive dump. Anyway. Well, actually, I, I, I kind of did have to take a massive dump on the <laughs> way to the theater. Um, not, not even remotely. So that the exit ramp was closed. There were no signs until you got there. So I didn't know to take an alternate route. So I had a 20-minute detour. I was 10 minutes. No, I was No, I was about 20, 20 minutes late for the movie. Not quite, because most of it was previews. AMC, that's okay. Like, you have a 25-minute Oh, no, I, I missed the very, very beginning of the movie, but I walked in as the dad came back to get his kids. Mm-hmm. So I, I yeah, in that I that modeling it. agency or whatever it was, yeah. man, dude. Well, and here's the thing though, I remember reading, it might have been that operation, but I remember read. It's been some years ago. It might have been 2014 or 15. about that operation in particular. I don't know about that one, but it might be because it, it was talking about how they set up. They 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 had a front as a modeling agency. Well, and another thing, I, I'm I'm sorry, like now I'm I am not trying to talk shit on any parents, but if you just met people. And they're taking pictures of your children, and you leave them with them. You're fucking stupid. I'm just gonna say, because the thing is, in this world, in this day and age, I'm sorry, you don't trust anybody with your children except family. And hell, halftime here lately, you can't even trust family. Well, to not all family. To be fair, I don't know. I missed this part of the movie, but at least if this was the same operation, like they had, they had a legitimate modeling business. Yeah, and uh, the thing is, what what happened? So you you came in after the they were I, gone. I came in as the dad was coming back and was knocking on the door. Okay, That's okay. So so basically, there. what happened? What you missed was they went in for. So you haven't seen it. You, you didn't see anything prior. No, to No, I take that back. So I'm I'm going to give you the full story, and then we'll come back to this. So okay. when I came in, they were taking pictures of the kids. Okay. Uh, but then I had to leave because somebody was in my seat. But it wasn't a random person in my seat. It looked like a whole family was there. So I went out to the lobby, and I was like, hey, is there a chance I got accidentally double booked here? And he was like, no, that doesn't happen. I'm like, well, normally, like, if it was just one random person, I would have been like, hey, you're in my seat. But it looked like, so I'm wondering if they sold, double sold, which there's plenty of seats, right? I just don't want to take somebody else's seat. Right. So I was like, I ended up sitting on the far handicap row. He was like, I'll just put you here. Which it was fine. I wasn't too far away. It was okay. Like, and I told him, I said, that's cool, man, because I don't want to make somebody get up and, like, right. it wasn't that big of a deal, but I just didn't want to take somebody else's seat. All right. So, basically. So, that's when I came back in. Sorry. Is so, no, you're good. So, you, obviously, you saw them taking pictures and whatnot. Yeah. Um, those got, pictures actually got. It, that was those pictures actually, like, that they took uh-huh. were uploaded to a registry online on the dark web. And uh, the. Uh, the people all taking that yeah it looked legit and everything like that but then they take the pictures and then like they come in and basically just take the kids oh yeah i'm sure that's what and i'm just like uh, i'm literally sitting here like what the i mean obviously it's it's true it's it's not like a a nighttime tale it's real like why is everybody yeah and the thing is if you two if you flag this for misinformation or something we're gonna tear you a new limb. Well, it's okay. I have a news article that will vindicate us. Uh, speech only, tear you a new limb. Yeah, not literally. Yeah, because since so, everybody's so sensitive. Actually, here's another story. I don't remember what year this was. It was some time ago, but you actually this happened at the Greenwood Mall. 
Um, I was there with my then girlfriend, um, and we were, we were in the. This is when I lived in Greenwood, so we were we went to the mall fairly often, um, getting some Sarku in the food court. You know, represent Sarku. Um, <laughs> the best chicken teriyaki fried rice combination ever. ever. Um, but I saw this dude. Like you know, there are people who have who are set up in the food court fairly often. Um, for various things, banks, whatnot, trying to get customers. And I saw this dude, he had a table, and, like, it just didn't look professional. Like, it looked kind of thrown together, and it looked kind of, not even suspicious, but it just looked really kind of, eh. And it was a modeling agency. He was, well, oh, it gets better. But I just remember, like, because I've seen modeling agencies do pop-ups like that, and usually they look top-notch. So this just seemed a little weird, but then I was like, you know how some, you might, because you're a dad, you might you might have had this happen, where like sometimes you don't know why, you're just like, I need to keep an eye on this motherfucker. So I'm sitting there eating my lunch, and I'm like, not always looking his way, but pretty often, and he's getting up, and he's talking to, he's talking to various people, but I noticed that he seems to be going towards kids that are unaccompanied by adults. And I'm just looking at this, I'm like, this feels really suspicious. So I kind of see him do it enough. And you can see, like, pretty much all these girls are visibly uncomfortable. And it's not like he's not talking to just, like, 16-year-olds. He's talking to girls that are they're too young to be talking to somebody by themselves like that. So anyway, I go over to the security guard, and I'm like, hey, it's probably nothing. But I'm noticing this dude over here, and I just got a bad feeling about it. Is he supposed to be here? Because you have to have permission. You can't just pop up in the food court. So he's like, let me check it out. He radios, and then I say, cool. I don't want to start anything. I'm just going to go back. But I Yeah, just you're just doing what you should. Just make you aware. But we're done eating, but I'm like, I want to stick around for just a minute to see what happens. Motherfucker gets escorted out of the food court. I watched this happen, and I was like, you, you, oh like, God. listen, dude, you did the Lord's work that day. Oh, no, no, it's just weird because I've, I've, I've had more than a few of these moments in my life where it's like just something doesn't feel right. For real? And like, I can't understand why, but I just. Man. This does not feel right at all. Something smells fishy, and I'm the ocean's not even close. Like, dude, that gave me chills, man. Oh, dude, I was, like, shaking up about it. I was like, Jesus Christ, like. Like imagine if I imagine if I or nobody else had just paid any attention and just like hopefully nothing would have happened, but you just never know. Listen, I imagine it's like that. The, that's crazy. The, it's I imagine that's similar to the guy who took out the shooter. It's like I imagine one of the first thoughts is like, mm. oh my god, what if I didn't bring my gun with me that day? Well, uh, and the funniest thing is, uh, uh, speaking of what he's talking about, um, in the Greenwood Park Mall in Indiana, um, they had a shooting. Oh, yeah. What was that a year <laughs> ago? Not- Right about a year yeah, ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it happened a year ago, and the, the shooter was taken out by a good guy with a gun, um, and from actually a, quite a bit of distance, which... For a handgun shot? That's solid. But anyway, so obviously, that that's what we were talking about, but um, yeah. Can't help but notice there aren't any... That's okay. Yeah, I know, I'm not you, you, YouTube's going to be against us on this one, because, you know, yeah, our, they're, they're probably, our, you know... Our shorts, that, our, our shorts trends... Our average short gets about a thousand views, maybe even a little bit higher. The one I did the day before, when our shorts typically go very well, nothing. Ten views. 
Weird, YouTube. Weird. Considering YouTube's been, which I don't, well, no, I, I guess you can blame the platform for this. Not to mention YouTube's been caught having some content on their platform that was questionable. I've never personally come across it, but you hear and read stories. Oh, yeah, that's right. Have we? Oh, yeah, no, we're good. I was just double checking. Oh, I, I was going to check and see if I even got the notification because that's always. Oh, yep, I did get the notification. So, okay. But listen. Uh, then again, we're also early. So before, have well, I was gonna say also uh, before, like well, we talk about anything else. Um, on a serious note, if you are uh, uh, rewatching this back and you're a new subscriber, thank you. Yes, thank you. Um, like you guys are rolling in every day, and we appreciate you. And it's really fun to watch watch that subscriber count go it's up. It, it's fun. it's really fun to do, and uh, like we enjoy it. And if you enjoy our content. It's beneficial. Is it just me, or am I having a good beard day? Yeah, I would be lighting, too if I would have trimmed up my neck. I, yeah, beard. if I had trimmed the neck, it would be. But dude, it grows back so fast, and it's so uncomfortable. I know, right? That's my whole thing. Once, guys, it, once, once it gets down, it gets to a little, you know, length that doesn't hurt anymore. I'm due, but anyway. <laughs> so yeah, so the movie is essentially just a retelling of um, Tim Ballard. Uh, the operation that kind of started his independent. So the guy operation. on the left is actually Tim Ballard because yeah. obviously that's the actor on the right. That gorgeous son of a bitch right there. Uh, here, actually. It's too bright. Yeah, you can see it. That that's guy, good enough. That's the real Tim Ballard. Um, so basically, I'll tell you what I've got. We've got. I found an article that kind of is asking what was true and what was kind of embellished for the movie um a lot of it was true there were parts of the movie where i was like that didn't happen some of them did actually happen but i was right about the end after the operation that whole bit with them running around the jungle bullshit didn't happen but i think the whole point that was in there is because they show that some people do go deep into territory like that if for no other reason just to get information um then i've got a little bit from the Department of Homeland Security, which is the same department that uh, Mr. Ballard worked for before he went uh, so well, not solo, but independent, with indicators of human trafficking and then numbers you can use to report and to get help if you are in a compromising situation. I'll take what it... Oh, she already... <laughs> um, and then there's a link to this page also in the description of this, so I highly recommend you download the PDF. Don't forget your turn down a little bit. You might need to. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Got to get all up on it. Sammy! Then I've got an article from Rolling Stone. Not the one you all know of, because fuck that guy. This one is why anti-trafficking experts are torching Sound of Freedom. That's a bit of an embellishment, but there is some stuff worth reading in the article. And then if it comes up, I've got a first-hand account of somebody who was trafficked in South America. And then from doomsomething.org, just uh, 11 kind of unbelievable number statistics when it comes to human trafficking. So if the audience has a qualm. Hi. Yeah, I know we were early. Oh, you're posting your podcast for tomorrow? Yep. Let's go, Haley. Good job. Sean a campaign to save Rise of the Pink Ladies. Support that. Um, I don't know. Where do we want to start? Uh, well, this is a rough one, so. Let's start with the movie. Yeah. It can kind of 
So, so this is basically just they're asking Tim Ballard some questions about what was in the movie and how it may or may not have been different from real life. First question is, after being ordered to abort the, his mission in Colombia, did Tim Ballard quit his job so he could stay and rescue children? And they start off by saying, while conducting our Sound of Freedom fact check, we discovered that the movie's depiction of Tim Ballard quitting his job is largely accurate. Ballard says that everything came to a head for him in 2012 when he was working on two different cases, one in Haiti and one in Colombia. Due to it being a two-hour movie, the case in Colombia was the only one focused on in the film, which makes sense. And a lot of the things, like people are criticizing the movie, and it's like, we've only got a few hours here. And these are operations that can span years, and at least months. with a world full of TikTok and YouTube shorts, which I'm not complaining about YouTube shorts because oh, it's, it's got us plenty of uh, views. But the thing is, with such a short attention span, this is like directly working against you people. And I say you people because I'm talking to everyone. It works directly against you to have such a short attention span for stuff like this because this right here is popular right now. I mean, popular right now. But in a month's time, it's going to be forgotten. And then, and then people, well, I mean, for the most part. Well, no, there's, a, there's a reason. There's a reason I say that, though, because they did this so genius. So they're releasing a documentary, a follow-up documentary called, uh, damn it, now I can't remember. But it's, it's about that operation, and it's going to go basically into the nitty-gritty, all the details. Do you have on there who was the uh, um, money behind the movie, like, to make it? Yes. Well, that's coming up actually. All right. Well, then I'll let you do your thing. And so just... actually, I can tell you. You know the um, the I don't know if he was Mexican in the movie, but he is Mexican. Um, the the billionaire guy they get to fund the whole thing. That's the producer of the movie. Oh, so he's the money, and he got to play the money in the movie. That's hilarious. So that's pretty cool. He um, God, it's not hilarious. I'm sorry. Well, no, I mean it's the least they can do, right? But I mean it's um shit. I forget his name, but I know he's I know he's uh. I don't mean this disparagingly, but he's a Mexican film producer, and uh, he was, re- I mean, he's the reason the movie got made, point blank. Oh, the budget for this movie was only like $20 million, and they've already smashed, like, I think, what, 60? 50? They're not quite, I don't, fi- think, I don't think they're 60 yet, but they're close. Well, I heard they're it was 50 a couple Jones. days ago, so. Oh, I might have been reading an old article. Well, I haven't read any since a couple days ago, so, but, yeah, Indiana Jones, we called that. Well, I mean. He's too old. Yeah. And on top of that, movies just aren't what they used to be. I can't imagine. You can't really make an Indiana Jones movie anymore. Like, mm-hmm. you, it's weird because like, you can watch the old ones and they're still good and they still hold up. But making a new one, it's, all, it, it's weird. It's a different animal. Listen, you could have got Harrison Ford to play this movie. Well, <laughs> you, don't, you don't need a young, strong guy. You need someone with a sharp mind and, you know, the will. Um, quote, I was told... Come home on both of them, says Ballard. Quote, they were both major cases. A significant hit against human traffickers would have taken place. There I am thinking, they're asking me to come home once again, and I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stay. And that means I have to quit my job. So, yeah, actually, Tim Ballard goes, I think he... Okay, yeah, it's the next one. Thank you, random liker. So, Tim Ballard is actually on record as saying the movie makes him look a lot cooler, and it was actually more his wife... uh, pushing him to quit his job and stay rather than his wife being okay with it well at least he's uh you know he's honest about it he's very candid about it see and that's the thing man when people do something for vanity or do something for actually the good of the world you know people want to talk shit 
it's always interesting though because when you when you read not all accounts but most accounts of people who do like really incredible things mm-hmm. they usually describe, in some way shape or form it's usually like it's not that i wanted to do it it's just i couldn't not do it like i didn't morally have a choice all right we're finally getting some uh, Yeet. viewers Yeet. <laughs> oh wow i said that wrong it's okay there's really no correct way to say it Yeet. oh yeah i guess there is okay so the next one is this one you're gonna love you're gonna love this one okay then i'll keep it on us who funded tim Bowler so he could quit his job and carry out the rescue operations in columbia while analyzing the sound of freedom fact versus Please. fiction we learned that who are you hoping for just say it no no who are you hoping for i can't say it who are you hoping for what does it rhyme with don't say donald trump no okay uh, I was gonna be like, you're not far oh you're not far off so hold on hold on hold on we're gonna play this game is it a political candidate it's not a political candidate it's not a politician but they are loaded well they're loaded but i would say they're they're are they a billionaire he says he can't hardly hear us is it a volume issue or is there sound in the way yeah i was gonna say uh sasha said she could hear it just fine it might be your headphones <laughs> no I, it could be us yeah, no, it, it probably is us. I'm just being a smart ass. Maybe we just need to be into this. Uh, it, it, is there, like, a humming or a fan or anything like that? Well, we got four fans right we, there. Yeah, we, I was going to say, we have to have the air conditioner on in here. It's hot. It's better when Mike closer to your mouth. There you go. Okay, cool. Sorry Was about it that. me or him? I'm used to it being all the way out here. Jake so. or Eric. All right. So do you want to take another guess or you want me to just read? Um, no, I actually, I, I want to guess this. Uh, so this person's not a political candidate, but they are heavily involved in politics. Do they seem evil? No. Okay, so. Although, some people would say they're evil. Elon? No. Oh, God, that would be beautiful. That would be amazing. I'm sure Elon's involved with some sort of. Like, okay, thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Travis. Um, I don't know why I gave so, Tim Taylor. <laughs> no, that ain't Tim Taylor. That's uh, that's Al Al Borland. Oh, that's right. Tim never did it. I was getting ready to say Al Taylor. <laughs> Al Taylor. <laughs> they fused. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, uh who is it? I, I can't guess okay. anymore. We learned that it was media personality Glenn Beck who pulled together the funding for Tim Ballard and his team to complete Blaze? the operations. Quote, Glenn Beck, bless his heart, raised the money for us so that we could even do the operation, says Ballard. I have no money. I had no money to do it. During an interview with Angel Studio CEO Neil Harmon, Ballard said that Glenn Beck started to help him raise money as he was in the process of leaving his job as a special agent with the Department of Homeland Security. He said that Beck was even in the original script for the film, but the scene was cut in order to fit everything in. Man, I'm not a hu- I-, I like the Blaze every now and then. I'm not a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan of Glenn but Beck But the thing either. is, but- like... That's awesome. I'm a big fan of Glenn Beck's segment. I don't know what he calls him, but it's like he's got the board, right? Mm-hmm. And Ben Shapiro flat out ripped it off, and I think Ben said as much. I think he said the first time he did it, it's like, I'm a big fan of Glenn Beck's board, so I'm going to steal it. But, mm-hmm. uh, Dude. That's amazing. Yeah, no, I was very shocked. when I, I'm not shocked, but I was like, oh, there you go, yeah. So, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> left, lefty, loon, lefty loons. How bad is Glenn back again? See, like, oh, would you cut to my close-up, please, sir? Yes, yes, yes. My bad. There he is. There's Glenn back right Hold there. Hold on. Actually, get it closer to the camera in the middle of the ring. No, that's not. Oh, gonna I do see. It. No, no, no. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, that, shows, that shows up decently. Okay. You can see. There we go. So Glenn back is at least 
80% less of an asshole to people who don't like him now. No, they probably still think he's an asshole. They probably just say, <laughs> well, "Oh, that probably, asshole did something good." Well, they're probably going to ignore this. So, you know. Well, and that's another thing is like to be fair, I would give massive props if Joe Biden had funded something like well, that. Well, there you go. Like that's a perfect segue into what I, what I'm saying is like can we just get into the habit of when no matter if you like someone, if they do something good, praise them. If they do something bad, call them idiot, whatever you want to call them. I gave props when Barack Obama called Kanye a jackass. I don't know. I mean, the truth is the truth. Kanye, man, he's a different person now. Have you seen him? <laughs> he literally looks like a different person. I, I don't believe in that stuff, but I'm just like, he really looks taller and he looks beefier. I've always... I've always just, he always looked like, you know, like when a hamster is eating and it stuffs stuff in his cheeks? <laughs> because he cuts his coat. Yo, 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 I'm going to let you finish. That's what Barack was talking about, by the way. Um, Ball of the wall. Maybe not, not, when Kanye has a full beard, it doesn't look as much like this. But, man, when he had that goatee going, he did, I always called him hamster cheeks. Because that's what he looked like. Oh, hamster. Um, next one, are the villains in Sound of Freedom based on real people? Tim Ballard said, quote, every bad guy is real. In fact, the movie was cut because it was too long. They had cards at the guy. Um, man, they had cards at yeah, the end. Yeah, dude, for sure. Yeah. No, he said Chris Brown clone conspiracy. <laughs> I, I've heard about this stuff. I don't know. I, I don't know if I 100% believe it, but yeah. I mean, we can clone people. Uh, they had cards at the end of the movie telling you every bad guy is r- real. Every kid is real. And I told you where they are today. They had to cut it. It hurt, but. Manny Perez's character, Fuego, who Tim Ballard negotiates with in the movie, is a real person who was arrested during Operation Triple Take. That's the name of the documentary, by the way. Triple Take? Yep, that was the operation name. Uh, Fuego liked to wear a hat similar to that of Marxist revolutionary Che Guevara. (laughs) Which, I got into a comments argument with somebody. Well, not really an argument, but they were... It was the clip I uploaded where I was talking about how I made a comment on a socialist versus capitalist video. And why do communists and socialists always like to bring up Che Guevara? He's not a good comparison to bring up. Now, I will give credit where credit's due. At least Che Guevara was on the ground. Like, if we're being real here, he's better than, like, 90% of the communists because he was actually doing shit. You know, and he wasn't... or. All of his stuff wasn't him ordering other people to do shit. He's still a piece of shit. But, in fact, he might be worse because he wasn't sitting behind a desk and ordering it. But at least, you know, give credit where credit's due. At least he pulled the trigger. It's because that T-shirt looked cool. That's 100% it. What T-shirt? Oh, the Che Guevara one? Yeah, that's that's all it is, man. Like, you know, and half the time it's not even really, like, young socialists. It's just people who, like Travis just said here, It's a, they say it's a cool-looking T-shirt. And I'm like, dude, That's like, true. if you wear that and you put on the back, socialism sucks, hey, be like, I just like the shirt. You can amend it by putting a bullet hole in Che's head, though. Oh, yeah. And then write, socialism sucks on the back. <laughs> be like, socialism works if you don't. <laughs> if there's an exit wound on the back of the T-shirt, Actually, that's, that's even not better. true. Socialism doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just pretends to. Yeah. Um <laughs> So, is the movie story of a woman posing as a talent recruiter and convincing a Honduran father to drop his daughter and son off at (laughs) talent tryouts based on reality? What do you say? Oh, I know, right? We're already towing the line. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Rhino, right? Not not you. (laughs) Um, For the most part, yes. In Sound of Freedom movie, a lower middle class 
Hunter and father is approached by a well-dressed woman posing as a talent recruiter who overhears his daughter singing at the market. The woman, who is named Giselle in the film, convinces the father to drop his daughter and son off at singing tryouts to see if his daughter can qualify for a young celebrity program. And the thing of it is, is there are legitimate companies that do this, not the, not the trafficking part. Because like you remember Rebecca Black, right? Uh, you talked about her on the podcast. Friday. Yeah. The song Friday. You know, no, Friday, you did not. Friday. Okay, yeah, yeah, now I know. I'm yeah. sorry. Who, uh, you were actually talking about someone who escaped from, uh... Oh, Yomni Park? Yeah, I don't know how I got those two mixed up. I don't but... either, because Yomni Park never sang a song, not that I'm aware of. My bad. Yeah, that Friday <laughs> shit, uh, my daughters, they actually listened to that song in school. <sighs> Why? It's their Friday song. Uh, I guess that makes sense. But no, like that was a legitimate youth talent agency. That, I mean, there are real. So, like, again, I think we were talking off air. No, we were talking in the beginning. These are companies that exist. However, it would be very, very suspect if any of those companies is like, nah, we don't want the parents here. Because it's like, it's actually required by law in a lot of cases, depending on the age and if anything. Well, they weren't in america though that valid point oh so that's i was gonna say this so that's another thing a lot of the criticisms in this movie i think are a little misguided because and again i'm no expert but i got the sense that they're talking about like the criticisms of this movie they're legitimate criticisms if you're talking about people that are being trafficked in the united states i think that's legit but we're not talking about the united states we're talking about the world other countries um so where was i going Named Giselle. The father arrives with his two children at what appears to be an apartment, which that's another red flag. Uh, and this goes just even for legitimate businesses. As someone who had a lot of Starbucks meetings over the years, if they don't have an office, they can't pay you. So tell them to fuck off. You heard the man. Or at the very least, like, step into my office and they walk into a Starbucks. It's like, no thanks. Okay, maybe I'm being a little bit hyperbolic with the office, but like... Yeah, I was going to say, because you could have agents who just want to meet somewhere else. So so take back what I said, but I I do mean this. If it's one of those things where they're promising you royalties or like exposure, that means they're broke. If you're going to do work, they need to be able to pay you. And if they can't pay you, it's not going to go anywhere because... They don't have any money. That's why I turned down that creepy porn guy. Well, to be fair, he also said you'd be having sex with men. <laughs> There's not enough zeros, pal. But anyway. anyway. Um, let's see. The woman tells the father to come back at 7 p.m. However, when he returns, he discovers a dark, empty room with no sign of his children. Certainly never, ever take a job at an apartment. Or an audition at an apartment. Well, and like I said earlier... Actually, you don't know, leave your kids. You know what? They're kids. I can speak to this. Many, many years ago, we were trying to produce a an independent web series, um, and we held auditions, but we went to the expense of renting out a conference room in a hotel to do them. Oh, nice. So, just saying, like it's not that expensive. If they can't, sp- if they can't spend a hundred, two hundred bucks to rent out a conference room then they're certainly not going to be able to pay you. Just saying. In the real story, there was a former beauty queen who helped lure in the children. Her name was 
Kelly Joanna Suarez, and she had been known as Miss Cartagena, 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 Cartagena. Sorry, Cartagena. <laughs> it's Spanish. okay. You can fuck up her name. She's trash. Well, that's the name of the town. Oh, my bad. Cartagena, and I speak Spanish. That's fucking pathetic. She was one of the five trafficked traffickers arrested on the island. Tim Ballard said that similar to the film. They would lure the children by pretending to have a modeling agency. According to Tim Dallard, how much of Sound of Freedom was based on true story? Quote, so they played with some times, obviously. Uh, they bring a couple of things together that didn't happen that fast, of course, says the real Tim Ballard. Quote, some things are definitely over-reported. Uh, Jim Caviezel... Jim. Jim Caviezel makes me look way cooler than I am, I promise. But some things are underreported. Like, we didn't rescue 54 kids on that island operation. We rescued over 120. And there's a documentary coming out called Triple Take, which tells everything that happened on the uh, on that island. Now, this is a really interesting one. Is Bill Camp's character, Vampiro, based on a real person who helped Tim Ballard? Yes. In real life, Vampiro is known as Batman. The details of his backstory in the movie are mostly accurate. However, unlike... What is stated in the film, he had never been. He has never been to prison. The movie also states that he joined the fight against child trafficking. Oh, sorry. The mo I'm gonna read this slower so I don't get it twisted. The movie also states that he joined the fight against child trafficking after he slept with a prostitute and then realized she was a 14-year-old girl, which nearly drove him to suicide. In real life, Vampiro slept with an adult trafficking victim. He discovered that her young daughter was being exploited when she wasn't around, which is what motivated him to join the battle against child trafficking. Now, actually, I watched a video of his where he goes onto it. He was helping out at an orphanage, and he was talking to one of the kids, and one of the kids said, my mom's coming to visit. And he's like, oh, does she live far away? And she's like, no, she lives like just down the road. And then he was like, well, why, why aren't you with her? And then the child explained... I'm not going to go into the gory details. Let's just say there was a lot of exploitation happening and the mother was involved. And he said that just, he said he went back to his hotel and he just sobbed all the rest of the day and all night. And I get that because I mean, we're, why, why, why are you paying for a hooker anyway? What do you mean? No, not him. He didn't really, he was oh. help. He was the real guy. Was, oh yeah. The real guy was working at an orphanage. Disconnect. Yeah. That's what I was, that's why I wanted to say that part very slowly because in the movie, there's a story about him having sex with a prostitute, but that's not how it actually happened. And for anyone just popping now, he on, did. we're not talking about like if the movie's wrong or this or that. Like we're literally just, you know. Now he did say that comparing. he he did say that over the years he slept with numerous prostitutes. So, not trying to paint him as a better human being than he is, but you know. Stickler for accuracy. Man, if you gotta pay for it, Ugh. I guess it's no I'm, hassle I'm and no headache. And you, don't, I mean, if you're buying dinner, I mean, it's a. It's, it's the same That's thing. not the same thing. It, 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 at least you don't have to wait, right? What does Hyde say in that seventy show? It's like dating is prostitution. Only sometimes you don't get what you pay for. <laughs> um, Vampiro did help with Operation Triple Take, but he did not participate in the island operation that is depicted in the movie. He was leading another leg of that operation. Medellin, Colombia, that was unfolding on the same day. That's the other thing. So the actual operation took place in three different locations, not just on that island. Now, 
there is a video of footage from the real operation that's going to be in the documentary because they filmed it all making the rounds on tiktok wow <laughs> like holy shit i'm gonna have to re-download tiktok yeah tiktok is interesting because i think it can be a colossal waste of time but you can see like tiktok was one of the only platforms that was reporting on like the riots in france when they were going on which i guess they're still going on but Dude. not not what's going on now the past ones tiktok made me a lot of money well tiktok was oh yeah yeah but um the other thing tiktok was doing is tiktok was one of the major platforms that was sharing like um stuff internationally going on with the virus of unspecified origin and the the v words like i saw a video i and i saw a video from brazil where they there was a guy who didn't want to take it and they oh they was he on the roof yeah 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 i saw that too yeah that was only on TikTok. I, it might have been on other platforms, but I didn't see it anywhere else. I you saw won't it a couple see it on the news. You certainly won't see it on the news. Um, how many women and children did Tim Ballard rescue during the operation depicted in the movie? The real Tim Ballard says the team rescued 123 trafficking victims in Operation Triple Take in Colombia. 55 of them were minors. Quote, the film only gets into a piece of it, says Ballard. There's 54 rescued on that island depicted in the movie, but the operation was bigger than that. The movie didn't have time to get into it. Uh, in real life, the operation unfolded in three cities in Colombia over a one-hour time period in October 2014. When 25 Colombian special operatives raided the party on the island depicted in the movie, they arrested five suspects, four men, and one former beauty queen. Of the 54 victims rescued on the island, 29 of them were under 18. The movie fictionalized this a little by depicting all the survivors rescued as minors. But they're being transparent about that because it's an unfortunate truth, but you still have to craft the narrative because if it's... Another really good example of this is the movie Free State of Jones, which is extremely accurate, but it's boring as fuck. Like, and I'm a history nerd, and I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, mm. it's good, but it's boring as fuck. I get it, but so it made me appreciate dramatizations, and what you really need to do is when you see a really good movie, especially one that's based on history or, like, real-world current events, Watch the movie, enjoy it, love it, and then go and research the real story because sometimes the real story is crazier. I'm trying to remember what movie I saw where the real story ended up being like, they toned it down in the movie because they were like, nobody's going to believe this. I, I It'll come to me. <laughs> Think of any Stephen King's movie. <laughs> Obviously, that's a joke. And then uh, they have to state the obvious. Does Sound of Freedom show the exploitation of children? No, thank God. Why would why why would anyone want to see that? One of the first reviews I read about the movie was the fact that it like it drives home how heinous it is without being exploitative, and I was actually one. I'm like I don't think they will because I mean it's Angel Studios. I can't imagine they're gonna get gratuitous with any of this. I'd say they had probably the perfect balance of implication because it's like they want to drive home the fact that this is heinous, but obviously they don't want to show it. So I think they struck a pretty good balance there um there were even some scenes that i'm like yeah you probably could have cut that and it would have been okay but i guess you want to really drive it home um and then this is what i was looking for because i i had a feeling i'm in the theater and the whole operation with him in the forest i was like i don't buy this i don't buy one dude in the colombian jungle with a bunch of heavily armed rebels pulling this off and sure enough has tim ballard ever killed anyone no 
Near the conclusion of the movie, Tim Caviezel's character kills a man in order to rescue a child. This never happened in real life. In addressing this scene, Operation Underground Railroad's website clarifies, quote, Tim Ballard has never killed anyone, contrary to what is depicted in the film. The organization emphasizes they do not act as a vigilante group. Instead, they work with, with governments and local authorities, contributing intel funds, equipment, and undercover opera operatives. That's another thing. See, no, that, I couldn't do that that way. What? What do you mean? Men go to jail. Dogs get put down. What's that from? Rorschach. That's right. I was just from watching. Men go to jail. But here's the thing, though, and this is why it does take a certain level of restraint because depending on what jurisdiction you're in, like, if you beat that guy, he might walk. And if you kill him, you might go to jail for murder. Well... If you're in another country, just it depends on well, it depends on the jurisdiction, because believe it or not, there are some countries where I'm not going to say it's legal because I don't know, but like the penalties might not be as severe, and that's another very important distinction. Is so Tim Ballard, when he was working for the Department of Homeland Security, was operating under the jurisdiction of the United States government. Here's the problem, and he goes into this. Like I said, he was recently on Jordan Peterson's podcast. I haven't finished it yet, but it's 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 very very good. Um, so basically what happened is the laws changed, and I don't know to what extent, this is what Tim Ballard explains. The laws changed to a certain extent in 2006, which, who was president in 2006? Uh, Obama. No, W. Oh, yeah, yeah, W, I'm sorry. Two years too early. <laughs> <laughs> I almost did the Voldemort lap. <laughs> um, which interesting... God, this is such a tangent. I'm not going to go into that. I call it the Harry Potter gun control argument. Oh, shit. Um, that's for another podcast. Seen that video? No. but Harry, I mean, Harry Potter with a gun. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, that's so but, but anyway. Um, so basically, prior to those laws changing, if the crime didn't occur in the United States, they didn't have jurisdiction. The law changed so that now if an American citizen or an American is victimized overseas, it is just like it happened on American soil. America. What would happen, though, with some of these operations is Tim would know that children or people were being trafficked, but since no Americans were involved, he had no jurisdiction to act. So that's one of the reasons why he uh, resigned. You know who needs to get involved with this? Hmm. Tim Kennedy. Tim Kennedy has some stuff to say, actually, because when he was in the military, he said it used to make him sick because they would see things, but it wasn't part of their... Uh, it wasn't part of their mission. Tim, get with oh, he's, Jim. He's no. Tim is involved now. Now that he's no longer uh, in a military capacity in that regard. Oh, okay. He's involved with other organizations. He actually talks about it in his book, Scars Let's and Stripes. Go. Yep, highly recommend that book as well. Um, but where I was going with this, one of the big criticisms of this movie was talking about how their operations are that they're vigilantes. It's like. They don't do solo ops. They're always working with local governments and police. How is that a vigilante? They're working within the scopes of the laws where they're operating and with the governments. That is the opposite of a vigilante. Yeah, vigilante does not work with the A vigilante uh, local takes justice in their own hands. Yeah. If you're working with the cops, you are not a vigilante. Plain and simple. You're not. You're an informant. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're cooperating... And you're maybe an asset, but you're not. You're not what a vigilante. What do they call those? Um, I think it depends on what role you're playing. 
It could be consulting, could be yeah. an asset, could be training, could be ancillary uh, involvement. It just depends. And it probably depends on the police department, too. Mm. And then this is the one that is just a fucking mind-bender. How many children are trafficked each year? <clears throat> oh, sorry. No, I missed one. Did Tim Ballard go into the jungle by himself to rescue a little girl? No. After Operation Triple Take concludes in the Sound of Freedom movie, Tim poses as a doctor and goes into the Colombian jungle by himself to try and rescue the little boy's sister who is still missing. Now, here's the thing. The little boy and little girl are real, but the girl, I guess, was rescued as part of Operation Triple Take. That's my understanding. So, do we know if the boy was rescued? Yes. That's okay. a real person. Cool. That's, that's what spearheaded the whole thing. And actually, I heard Tim Ballard say the bit with the necklace is real, but they almost took it out of the script because they were they didn't think people were going to believe it happened. You know, your, uh, your story earlier about getting that guy kicked out of the mall, you, you, you're going to make that a short, right? Probably. That's I don't a, that, know. That, I'm, not, I'm not trying to. I'm not no, trying no, to no, dude. That, like, that, that needs to be heard because the thing is, if other people see that, they need to realize it, it, true danger. You know, like the thing well, is, you, you realize something was up. Well, and here's the other thing. He may not have been. Regardless, he wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah, exactly. There. That's my point. He wasn't supposed to be there. And maybe he didn't know the rules. I don't know. But I kind of find it odd that you would think you can just set up a table there. Like when people hear trafficking, they, they immediately go to sex trafficking. And they're all different no, types of trafficking, which are all just as equally horrible. But I'm just saying, like, you know, you might not be able to tell the tell signs because, you know, a certain person might act a certain way. Like, and, you know, for like... Uh, you know what Which I mean? Actually, actually when, when we're done with this, I'm going to go into the signs to look for. And then there was another interesting story. If you if you go to, like, rest stop or truck stop bathrooms, a lot of them have signs. They're everywhere, but they're even in the stalls because, like, you know, you need something to read. Um, and it it tells you, like, signs to look for. It uh, Yeah, I forget where I was, but I saw that, and I was like, that's really cool. Isn't that sad as a society we have to put signs up to look for people who might – take you or you know whatnot it's just brother uh travis dude like i i i could only manage bits and pieces because i mean i i have children myself and you know like i was explaining to him man like it's just hard to think you know a child having to go through something like this and then sometimes they don't even make it out alive you know, That's so like the, that, that really like just kills me, man. Well, and I'll, I'll tell you what, though, and like this is it's kind of freaky because I was thinking when I was like, I need to see this movie and I was trying to work out. I was thinking about like trafficking as an operation and like the not the logistics of it, but like the end games of it. And then I had I'm not going to repeat. I'll tell you off air. I'm not going to repeat it because it's horrible. But I had a thought and I'm like, I hope that's not true. But God damn it, it probably is. And sure enough, two days later. I was listening to an interview that came across my screen, um, and it pretty much confirmed uh, my suspicions, and I was fucking sick when I thought about that, because I was like, fuck, I hope... It happens a lot in my life, too, where I have a thought, and I'm like, I fucking hope I'm wrong, but I'm usually not when those kinds of things happen. These types of situations and movies really just, like, drain your soul. Well, you know what I kept telling myself, and it really helped, is I kept reminding, well, I kept reminding myself that what I was watching was a movie. But then I'd remember that a lot of this shit actually happened. And it then it just put me right back into a depressed mood. <laughs> but movies like this are good, because 
if nothing else, it's getting a conversation going. And I'm not one, I don't like sensationalism, I don't like fear-mongering, but this is something that has been grossly underrepresented in <laughs> the conversation. Um, let's see, where was I? You read um, the ballast, uh, the last ballast. Yeah. Uh, who was still missing? While the real-life little boy did have a sister, Tim's jungle search in the movie was instead very loosely inspired by his organization's real-life search for a little boy named Gardy, who had been kidnapped from the grounds of his father's church. At one point, several years after Operation Triple Take, Tim led a team of uh, our underground rail railroad operatives pretending to be doctors into a jungle on the border of the Dominican Republic in Haiti to look for Gardy. They were unable to find him, but they did give medical care to a number of ailing children. To this day, Tim wears a bracelet with a boy's name on it to symbolize the ongoing search for Gardy. So the exact thing's not true, but a similar operation did take place. And like you said there, it's true. The little boy did have a sister, but I believe she was rescued um, on the operation. I don't remember if I heard that right. I think she was, though. I'm, like, 90% sure I read or heard that. But, um, and then, how many children are trafficked each year? Yeah, we don't, there's no exact number, yeah, but it's, this, it's this is very, the number that we're given with the ones well, caught. I, I've seen a bunch of numbers, and some, like, you'll hear a bunch of numbers. The sad fact is, there's no way to know because so many instances go unreported. I'll tell you what right now. Somebody grabs my kid. You better put me down for that, good. I, I, I'll, this might be a little controversial, but I believe that there should be uh, – the definition of justify, justifiable homicide should be amended to include killing a motherfucker that grabs a kid. I, I concur. Let's get it to the White House. And if Biden wouldn't sign something like that – I dare you to vote no on that. Oh, boy, I tell you what, Congress, hear me out. This is what you need to do. Get a bill – Something to do with trafficking, child trafficking in particular, and see if uh, you can get Joe Biden to sign it. Hmm. Um, so we learned that according to the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children, approximately 350,000 children are reported missing every year in the United States. Of that total, an estimated 100,000 are being trafficked. The 2021 Federal Human Trafficking Report stated that 57% of U.S. trafficking victims were minors. As stated at the end of the movie, human trafficking is a $150 billion a year criminal enterprise. It has eclipsed the illegal arms trade and is roughly a third of the size of the drug trade. American citizens are often the ones traveling to other countries to exploit children. And then they just have some stats. There are 27.6 million trafficked persons globally today and almost 20% of them are children. Approximately 350,000. Oh, we already read that one. Child sex trafficking has been reported in all 50 U.S. states. The 2021 Federal Human Trafficking Report say that 50 57% of U.S. human trafficking victims were minors. The United States is one of the top destinations for human trafficking and is among the largest consumers. Uh, human trafficking is $150 billion a year business, more than the NFL, M NBA, MLB, and NHL combined. It has eclipsed the illegal arms trade. Now, this one will get you going. America's current border situation is America's current border situation, making it easier for children to be trafficked and exploited. Yes. Huh. Quote. You don't say. Quote, this film, the story kicks off at the port of entry at the southern border. 
That's a true story, says Tim Ballard. Which, by the way, Tim Ballard worked for 10 years on directly on the southern border. That's how this whole thing started, is because he found that kid at the port of entry. So, so for any of you people who are saying that Tim Ballard doesn't know what he's talking about, he worked for over a decade with cases just like this. He started that career with having to watch this shit and write up reports for evidence to be submitted for court cases. So I kind of take your saying that he doesn't know what he's talking about with a massive fucking grain of salt because a lot of you fucks are just wannabe attorneys who, yeah, you've got your fancy graduate degree, which, by the way, Tim Ballard has a fucking graduate degree too, motherfucker. But you sit in your office and you say, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He knows more than you do. That's what, like, any, any, any of these people that are just jest jockeys, make them go to the border. Make them go and work at the border for a month. They, they won't. They, they, they'll, they'll go to a safe area of the border yeah, and, no. and have a photo shoot, <laughs> you know, crying at the border. <laughs> Can we get cuter kids? These kids aren't very cute. Like, if anything's going to come down to civil war in the United States, this will be it. Yeah, but the other side will lose so They're much so fast. They're so dumb. Like, <laughs> why are you They'll against lose it? so fast. The, the opposing side doesn't like guns. <laughs> like, how are you going to win this war? Well, the thing is, that they, they may not seemingly like guns, but, I mean, if you look oh, at most the Antifa, quick, yeah. the Antifa people, oh, they, they have no problem but, but trying to shoot people. But how many videos of Antifa getting the shit kicked out of them are making the rounds? Which they're hilarious. Oh, I, I I love them because yeah, it's like you're, you're anti-fascist, but you shut down free speech. Well, let's make sense of that. You're literal brown shirts. That's what the Nazis did in the beginning. They crashed political rallies. That's what they did. Shut down free speech. Yeah. If, if you don't say what we like, we'll shut you down. Read a book. Um. Tim Ballard says, "Quote: They filmed that exactly where it happened." with that little boy in the necklace that's a real story the necklace with timothy on it it's timely look what's happening right now in our southern border ballard says that he spent 10 years working on the border as a special agent with the department of homeland security in an interview with the daily signal ballard explained how the current lack of security at the border is exacerbating the problem of child trafficking quote in the economy of pedophilia the united states is the number one consumer of child exploitation material we are the demand, so that means the traffickers want to get children into that dark market. There's a lot of money to be made here. The United States, also according to the State Department, is in the top three countries for destination countries for human trafficking. So there's every incentive to get children into America, into the black markets, into the black markets here of pedophilia. And so when I find out that the last couple of years that at least 85,000, I think that's much higher than that, but at least 85,000 unaccompanied minors have shown up at the border, thousands of them. I've seen the CBP reports are under five years old. Why is a three-year-old showing up at the border? Well, I can tell you why. Because they show up with a name, the name of the sponsor that they're given by the trafficker. HHS gets the kids, and they, by law, have to call the number. He pretends to pick up a phone. Quote, Hi, I have Jose Gonzalez, Mr. George Smith. Yeah, yeah, that's my kid, whatever. They used to actually fly down and have to pick the kid up. Not anymore. Our taxpayer dollars will now send the kid by plane or bus to his, quote, sponsor. To this, quote, sponsor. No background check, no DNA, nothing. 
and they deliver the kids. Our taxpayer dollars are literally, for the first time in American history, our taxpayer dollars are going to facilitate the last leg of child trafficking event. Let me reiterate real quick right there. I have no qualms with us sending kids like that come to the border uh like are they sending them back down or are they sending no no them? to their sponsor in the united states okay well the sponsor needs to be vetted and that's they need what, to do a blood test saying. that's all he's saying and we've even talked about this right so you either need dna or documentation like real documentation because sometimes you have adopted kids or like you're a step parent or there there are cases where a dna will not match like that's legit but I would imagine that's but step very parents, far. You would have some paper. Trail. I was going to say you'd have paper trail if you were adopted, or like if it's a relative. Like you've got to prove it some way, shape, or form. I'm not saying DNA is the only way, but that is definitely the fastest way. And, and don't tell me we can't su- pr- supply the kits because we came out with a shit ton of COVID tests free of charge. Why? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, not why, thing. but like you know, if we're spending that Swap amount of money. The cheek. It's like, the same fucking thing. For one, how about uh, everyone in Congress take a, a year uh, of their pay? Because we all know most of them have plenty of money. Take a year of pay, take all that money, and then, you know, those children coming in, make their lives a little better while they're waiting. You know, and then another thing is don't be so quick to ship a, a child off. Like, I, I know it's like everyone says, oh, we're overrun. Yes, we are down there. You know, like. So build more. Uh, overwork. Build more. You know, take money, allocate it from shit like that. You know, I, I'm sorry, Congress, you're, you're not doing your job. Like, you guys are sitting on your fucking asses. If you're going to take my money, at least do good shit with it. Yes, me. like, that's all we ask for. Like, you know, if we're going to police the world, let's fucking do it right. Yeah, let's at least do it. Children matter the most. You know, like, we, we don't we don't need to know what the fuck's going on with Zelensky. We don't need to know what's going on with Putin unless there's a direct threat against us. In which there is. Well, I'm, not, even, I'm not saying like, there's not. Even with Don't, Ukraine, well, we'll like I, I, I feel for the people of Ukraine, but at the end of the day, the best thing for the people of Ukraine is get for the, the fuck war out. To end. The war needs to end. Yeah. To well, quote, I, to I can't say they can't get the fuck out because half of them probably have nowhere to go. Yeah. Well, I mean, to quote yeah. Andrew Tate and Donald Trump, I want people to stop dying, and the fastest way to make that happen is for the war to end. Get a deal. Get a deal. Did Jim Caviezel lose his agents over the movie? I'm not going to read the whole thing, but yes, he lost his agent over the movie. Well, his agent is a fucking pedophile. How about that? Well, he may not be a pedophile, but he he may be a trafficker. And I don't know if he is or not. Well, but they they might be afraid of the stigma, but you would think this would be the other way around. Oh, boy, I tell you what, if you're you're afraid of backlash from, from, like, being on a project like this, there's something wrong with your moral compass. You're a fucking coward is what you are. Absolutely. Like, you should feel that way if they were making a movie glorifying human trafficking. Like, that's when you should be like, no, we can't represent you anymore. And listen, a lot of our content on here is mostly lighthearted. But, like, situations like this, uh, you know, if you don't like it, just click off. Like if you, just, if you, if it, I don't care if you like it or not. Like, I would, I would just hope at, at some form we can agree that this is evil. And well, I'm, I was amazed. And, again, this is my naivete and my... Um, I love that word. I know, it's a good word, isn't it? Um, And my um, optimism of, like, this movie should be universally praised, and yet there's so much dissent. And yet, Cuties, which I have not watched. Oh, no. I'm not going to watch it, not even for comparison. 
Did I? Did you see that meme that I found? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that, that, there's been several versions of that going around. It's like cuties is acceptable on Netflix, but no, it's yet... not only acceptable. It's not even acceptable. It's praised. Ugh. Who's watching this movie? Dude, I always felt weird even when we were younger and like like you beauty pageants and whatnot. I'm just oh, like that shit's actually, weird. Shit. I forgot. I wanted to throw out a disclaimer. Well, I'm glad we threw it out. Yeah, I know, because mostly for comedy, but just to cover some facts before people in the comments get to it. Yes, we're white. Yes, we're straight. <laughs> yes, we're American. Um, yes, we think child beauty pageants are creepy. Adult beauty pageants aren't super interesting, but like at least they're adults, right? It's not my thing, but whatever. But man, child beauty pageants are creepy as fuck and weird. And we've... It's funny because every time we talk about, like the uh, the the. Well, they were different back in the day. I'll say that compared comparative comparative to now, like back in the day, like they actually wore like. Back in the day, it was kind of cute. Like yeah. they'd wear frilly, like. I mean, you you, you saw how how uh, parents dressed us back in the early '90s and in early 2000s and whatnot compared to now. Like little girls are just wearing all this stuff, and I'm just like. Like, why would you let your kid go out like that? Oh, because their friends are doing it. So the fuck what? I don't what? give a shit. <laughs> oh, I, I tell you what. Like, I'm not going to, like, be, like, crazy about, like, clothing with my daughter. But I'll definitely let her fucking know if something's a little revealing or something like that. Just it's like, like, and I'm hey, not going to be an asshole. You? But I'm just going to be like, listen, I'm not worried about you. I'm worried about other people. And, yeah, we shouldn't have to worry about that. Men shouldn't be sexist. Men shouldn't be creeps. But, things, but they but, are. But two things can be true at once. Yeah, and the thing is, I just I feel really bad for the guy who tries to objectify my daughter. Well, and you know what? Um, I think the future wise, as as a non parent, take this with a massive grain of salt. But maybe you can, it, when when your daughter reaches a certain age, I think the best way to approach that without having coming down and being like a tyrannical dad yeah. in her mind would be like, listen, honey. Yes, at the end of the day, technically. You can wear whatever you want because, like, you might change when I'm not around, whatever. But you should really think about it this way. How you present yourself is a message to how people should treat you. And when you dress a certain way, you are inviting how other people are going to treat you. Is it fair? No. Is it true? Yes. So think really hard before. Why do you want to wear that? Like, let's be honest. And no, I'm not saying she wore it so she was asking for it. Please, come on. But at the end of the day, it's like, why would you want to wear that? If you want to wear it because you think it's cute, I mean, whatever. But just understand that certain people are going to look at that and think a certain way. And it's not fair, but it is. Yes, sir, I mean, toast. I mean, I should make sense in my head. It's not fair, but it is what it is. That's what I meant. Can you handle this for a second? I guess. I'll be right back. You got to drop a deuce. Toast with the assist. Huzzah and still good values without being a dictator. Well, yeah, because I think, honest. oh, but unfortunately peer pressure is the strongest among tween and teen girls, and I feel like with the whole need to fit in. Um, 100%, and again, I'm not a parent, so take this with a massive grain of salt, but I feel like that's where, or I think that's where having a good relationship with your parents can really come in because you can sort of balance out that peer pressure. Because I don't really, when I was growing up, I had pretty free reign, and I've never had alcohol, 
I've never smoked a cigarette. I've never done any sort of illicit drug ever. A weird spirit. Um, and the thing is, like, I've been offered, but like I said, I don't really attribute that to my parents. It just I was the opposite. My parents were very controlling. Well, what I was going to say is I think the best way you can do that is to lead by example rather than edict. You know, although I have the luxury of when I do have children, they can never say, well, you did it when you were young because they can be like, aha, you little fucker. I didn't. Um, Toast, I'm going to let you decide. So first of all, Toast, have you seen the movie? Um, I have got... And one of which we may not, because this is a downer. I have not yet, but you should. It's Everybody should see it. Well, every, every adult should see it. So we've got indicators of human trafficking from the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. Then we've got 11 mind-boggling statistics when it comes to human trafficking from DoSomething.org. Um... Toast just asked, I plan on doing it. Was it hard to watch? Um, yes and no. I think if you're a parent, it's very hard to watch. I'm not a parent yet, but there are parts of it. It's one of those things. It's not a pleasant experience, but it's worth seeing. Um, and then we've got an article from Rolling Stone, why anti-trafficking experts are torching Sound of Freedom. I actually want to wait till Eric's back on that. And then a news article that I may or may not. I'm not going to read all of it, but there's stuff. So I'm going to, oh, shit, I kind of need Eric for this. Buddy, somebody tell me which way we should go. Getting a little sip. And I figured this would be a long one, too. Oh, well, though we haven't been going on as long as I thought. Oh, apparently in the news from Business Basics on YouTube, a very good channel, by the way. Coup in Russia, Putin making a deal with UN. Interesting. There's a lot going on in the world. Biden authorizes Pentagon to send 3,000 reservists to Europe. Well, that doesn't sound good. Yeah, no, and definitely parts of it are really, really hard to watch. That is true. I don't know where to go yet because I kind of want Eric's reaction for everything. If I'm in and out, it's because I'm competing, completing an assessment for a new job. Oh, best of luck, my friend. My microphone's about to fall down. I gotta fix it. Actually, uh, Lauren Chen was on uh, the PBD podcast recently, and she ha she said she hasn't seen it yet because she's a new mother and she didn't think she could uh, sit through it, which I definitely understand. I really don't know where to go from this. I need my co-host playoff of doing a solo podcast is hard. It's very hard. Oh, you're going back to advertising sales. Fantastic. Yeah, that's what you were doing before, right, Toast? 
No, sorry, Steven. We're not done yet. You're probably... No, I'm back. <clears throat> sorry, buddy. You're probably best to sit this entire one out. Oh, yeah. We'll make it... Actually, you know what, Stephen? Before you go, what would you like us to talk about next week to make it up to you? What would you like us to talk about next week to make it up to you? We'll talk about whatever you want, buddy. Because we appreciate the support and the dedication. It's yeah. just... This, this is not an all-ages podcast. This specific one. <laughs> Well, we got to watch hey. Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> hey, you know what's funny is I actually watched the movie and I enjoyed the movie. Really? I didn't hate it. Because the thing that is... That may be because you didn't watch the show. I watched a little bit of it, but not enough to, you know... Yeah, see, look, he, he's like, oh, well, you're stupid. You're going to be disappointed, but hey. I did like okay. the show. We will... Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll incorporate it. Well, no, I'll, I'll watch some of it. I'm obviously no. I, I mean, on the next podcast, we'll yeah. incorporate it in there. Can't make it a focal point. Yeah, because I just haven't watched it. <laughs> but we will, in honor of you, Young Jackie. Okay, so obviously, I probably killed Civil War. That was a good movie. MCU. Okay, that one we can talk about because I've watched the shit out of that one. Or do you mean? Oh, MCU. I was gonna say. Or do you mean the American Civil War? <laughs> Um, All right, what was you talking about while I was gone? Well, so I was I finished up a thought and was kind of chatting with Toast, but I've got three things left that I definitely want to cover and then an optional news article that is a maybe if we want to get to it. So we've got the indicators of human trafficking from the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, uh, 11 crazy statistics about uh, human trafficking, and then we've got the Rolling Stone article, why anti-trafficking experts are torching sound of freedom which is the longest piece the rolling stone article roll with it all right now i want to clarify this is not the article that was making the rounds on social media um because that fucker took his locked his twitter down so uh, this is one however it does make some points that i want to address because i don't have the knowledge so at least it's part of the conversation so we can't be accused of being uh biased now it is worth noting, the headline of this article is why anti-trafficking experts are torching Sound of Freedom. I found on a three-second Google search, the Epoch Times, quote, Sound of Freedom motivates Canadians against human trafficking. WIRC, an ABC affiliate in Florida, Let Freedom Ring, says anti-sex trafficking organization. See you, Stephen. Oh. Um... WRC, ABC affiliate in Florida. Let Freedom Ring says anti-sex trafficking organization about new movie. And OSV News, Sound of Freedom, a weapon of mass instruction to end child trafficking. So, yes, all these experts are totally Weapon torturing. of mass instruction. I like that. That is I like amazing. That. that was clever. I really like that. Weapons the of mass, mass instruction. instruction. Like, it, it takes me a couple times to say it. I, like I read it a couple times because, like, your your brain automatically yeah, you're like, goes, "What?" Okay. So first off, the article begins when "Sound of Freedom," the new Jim Caviezel thriller. I don't know that I'd call it a thriller. About child trafficking yeah, was it's, released it's in a thriller. yeah, kind of was released in theaters last week. It garnered mixed reviews, to say the least. 
It currently holds a 79% fresh rating from critics and 100% audience fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. So, yeah, that's super mixed reviews. That's another thing with uh, Rotten Tomatoes. If it's got a high, cus- or, uh, what'd you say? Audience score. Audi- audience score versus the tomato rotten ones. I'm just like, there you go. That's, really that, 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 that's kind of your. But a really great movie has high in both. And I'd consider that's almost 80% for the critics. I mean, that's not mixed reviews, guys. That's pretty cut and dry. And 100% audience score. You know what? You know what? Okay, I'm with you on this now. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. That's not mixed reviews. It's not mixed reviews, and on on top of that, like, I mean, they're, at the end of the day, they're not reviewing human human child trafficking, they're reviewing a movie. But in this case, they kind of are. I mean, it's both, but what I'm saying is, like, they still have to go out from the aspect of cinema. Yeah, but it's funny, because I have a feeling, I read a couple of reviews, and most of what they're saying is talking about, like, how human tracking that human trafficking experts are allegedly saying this movie's harmful. Mm. It's like that's not reviewing the movie. You're pushing an agenda. <laughs> the movie with a central narrative about a former homeland security agent embarking on a high stakes mission to rescue children from a Colombian trafficking ring, except it actually fucking happened, has drawn criticisms for its self serious tone because this is tongue in cheek. Like, what, what, are we supposed to whistle while we do this? I don't know what they mean. <laughs> Gonna catch some pedophiles. <laughs> 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 what are they expecting? Is that, is that what Jim's singing? Is it? Gonna catch some pedophiles. Fuck you. What? No. No, that's what. I thought somebody typed something in your ears like, fuck you. Like, whoa, calm down. It's stars. Now, this is important. It's stars. Stars is possessive. So, it's stars promotion of conspiracy theories and its dubious source material. Caviezel plays a fictionalized version of Tim Ballard, the founder of the anti-trafficking organization Operation Underground Railroad. Sorry, I said our Underground Railroad earlier. You know what I mean. Oh, that's why. Because the, it's spelled, it, the acronym is our. That's why I messed it up. Um which has been accused of embellishing some of its more extreme claims, which they have denied. Except I just read an article where the star, the actual guy, and producers involved with the film talked about what they embellished. They are very transparent about this. And not to mention, they've got videos of the operation. Weird. Like, I'm sorry, this is just not true. But it's Rolling Stone. Such criticism hasn't stopped people from flocking to theaters. To date, Sound of Freedom has grossed $40 million, and this article was written on July 12th. It's grossed $40 million at the box office, with many of its defenders framing it as yet another lightning rod in the, cult- lightning rod in the culture wars and accusing mainstream theaters of suppressing the film. The CEO of AMC, for his part, has denied this, calling such rumors, quote, really bizarre. I'm st- am I still on timeout? Why are you on timeout? Oh, I don't think he's talking to us. Time out. Uh, yeah, it's more than fifty million now. Wait, why did, why did you delete messages? Who did? It says we did. I don't know. It gave me a message saying the moderator of the stream put me on timeout. What? 
We did no such thing. Uh, maybe I could have done it while I was like walking in here. Maybe on accident. Toast was timed out for 300 seconds. Okay, dude. Seriously. We did no such thing. I like I I I clicked nothing. What the hell? And it has like, look at all these deleted messages. I didn't yeah, delete did, these. We didn't do that. That's not the first time it's happened on a stream of ours. Okay. Yeah, YouTube doesn't like his radical commentary about getting a job. All right, I gotta figure this out. Like that's, that's weird. That's super weird. Oh, you were sending other messages and they didn't go through. Oh, yeah, look at this, dude. Look at all these messages oh, okay, that, that didn't get through. Be. Look at all those. Okay, that might be that might be it. LOL. I was the opposite. My parents were very controlling. You read oh, that? Oh, no, I read that, yeah. So I rebelled hard. What, uh, 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 I have not yet. It's on my list. Why are these... That's super weird. That's not the first time that's happened, though. It, yeah, and it has right here. Put user in timeout. Yeah. <laughs> what timeout? Do you put people in timeout? That's it. Oh, we will we will abuse that. Dude. So hard. <laughs> oh, look at this. Look at this. Did you just fix What does that, that say? Community moderation. Live chat on. Participant mode anyone. Blocked words. None. None. Community defaults. I don't have hold potentially inappropriate chats for review on. Like, I mean, and you said nothing remote. Dude, this that's weird, man. That's super weird. We um, yeah, YouTube. Uh, you're going to hear about that one. That's uh, how. How did that happen? That's suspicious. You're literally sitting right here. I was in the bathroom and I was typing and talking to everyone and like, I don't. To quote Cardi B, well, that's suspicious. Censorship and that, dude, absolutely. You know, unfortunately, unfortunately, you live in Canada. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yet one demographic has expressed concern about the film's tremendous popularity: the anti-child trafficking experts. Who Sound of Freedom is ostensibly about. Now, earlier when I made the comment about desk jockeys, this is largely who I was talking about. Um, quote, I've literally been on four different group texts about this damn movie, says Aaron Albright, an attorney who has worked with the anti-trafficking, who wor has worked in the anti-trafficking space for 15 years, including as a former fellow. Hey, Toast. Uh, I know he's reading something. I'm, I apologize. Uh, I just made you a moderator. Oh, shit. So, YouTube, why'd you do that? Anyway, go ahead. Uh, as a fellow for the Department of Justice Anti-Trafficking and Trafficking Task. <laughs> <laughs> now he's blue! Oh, look at that. He put the U in there like a Blue Canadian. toast, dude. On or. I like it. On or. Uh anti-trafficking task force albright says sound of freedom is quote grounded in the sensational perspective of what child trafficking would be rather than reflecting its grim reality is it though see this is where it gets tricky because this person theoretically should know but at the same time i don't know if she's ever been on the ground <laughs> we appreciate it toast she'll treat the station with 
Dignitas and honor. Dignitas. Oh, good word. I like it. A representative. For, oh, that's not important. It's just saying. Um, just saying how the studio says that at some point they took. This is what I'm talking about, though. So she, this is a lawyer for the Department of Justice. So she, as far as I can tell, and I may be wrong. So if I am wrong, just tell me. But it sounds like she works mainly with trafficking cases in the United States. It's not always like that elsewhere in the world, which is what Tim Ballard is kind of an, ex an expert in at this point. But anyway, now there are some, I don't even want to call them legitimate criticisms, but at least they made me think. So, Jim, as the Post notes, child trafficking is a very real and extremely serious problem in part because it's so difficult to track. Reliable statistics are hard to come by due to its underreported nature of the phenomenon but the united states Depar u.s state department has reported that 600,000 to 800,000 people are trafficked across international borders per year with about 50 percent of these cases being minors sound of freedom offers a quote false perception of how a majority of child trafficking actually takes place according to albright which may very well be true but it's not like this stuff doesn't happen it might be a rarer form but also, one thing I did learn, too, and I might be alone in this, but I always I was conflating trafficking with smuggling, and there is a difference. So that's one of, see, this is what, my movies like this are good, because I started doing research, and I learned, huh, okay, so trafficking doesn't necessarily mean transportation. That's what smuggling is. And they often, in like a Venn diagram of shitty crimes against people, like, they overlap a lot, but traffic doesn't necessarily mean I watched a lot of drug movies, so I know the difference. <laughs> oh, really? Well, why didn't you tell me, fucker? I didn't know you didn't know that. No, I and now you've seen Scarface once or twice. Well, yeah. And now that I think about it, it makes sense because, like, there's a difference. But I just okay. So contrary to the urban legends about kids getting abducted in Target parking lots by strangers, this is a legitimate question. So at the beginning of the movie, um, during like the beginning credits after the kids initially get kidnapped, the opening credit blow is fantastic. <laughs> Dude, oh, the Blow, movie. The Blow movie. is an amazing movie. I totally thought he was talking about cocaine. And American Gangster. I didn't like American Gangster the first time I watched it, but the second time I watched it, I really liked it. Never seen it. It's or maybe I have. Russell Crowe and uh, Denzel Washington. Cocaine is pretty cool, too. <laughs> um, where was I going with that? So, at the, at the beginning of the movie, after the kids actually get kidnapped, it goes to like the opening credit sequence. And it shows a bunch of surveillance footage of kids being abducted. What I don't know if is, I think it's legitimate footage, but I don't know. I don't know where they got it from. I think that would have been really difficult to stage without getting arrested. <laughs> like, um, But what I find interesting is that this article says something like that, and yet they had a bunch of footage, theoretically. I'd like to know if that footage was real or not. I, again, I hope it's not real. I hope they faked it for the movie, but... I think it's probably real. Um, so for this author to say something like that, and then for all that footage to be legitimate, like, come on. Or anonymous figures snatching children from alleyways. The majority of child trafficking victims know and trust their traffickers, which is true. I'm sure that's true. But again, it doesn't mean that this other stuff doesn't happen, which is why it's important to have the conversation, which this movie is spearheading conversation is important people forget that explains Teresa. i believe her name is pronounced huizar but i could be wrong ceo of the national children's alliance huizar has not seen the film yet 
but was able to provide context about the myths and realities of child trafficking. So first of all, if you haven't seen a movie, don't speak on it. Is that what you're got your head down for? No, uh, I've got a headache. Um, has nothing to do with this. But um, honestly, like well, what you just said, if you haven't seen a movie, don't speak on don't it. Don't comment on it if you haven't um, seen it. Like that's like com- commenting on a title or commenting on the yeah title of a book. It, you know, like back in the day when kids in class just wanted to read the uh, title of the book and, and then try to do a book report on it, and they were absolutely wrong. I feel like you have personal Don't experience. do that. Don't be that person. You should have learned in fourth grade when your teacher gave you that look. Like, that's not what that book's about. That is not about euthanasia. It's not about kids in China. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's one of my favorite stories because it's like, it's not that you were dumb. Like, they threw a word, like, what in, fourth, fi- in, in fifth grade. What fifth grader knows what euthanasia is? I was given the term euthanasia to write, what, a, report write a report on, and I literally wrote about the youth in Asia. But what fifth grader knows the word euthanasia, and why would a fifth grader, why were you writing about that anyway? What's going on? I don't know. That's it's like, not why, why would you be talking about that? And, you know, honestly, that probably is what, like, made me look up euthanasia and what it was and then ever since then i've been against it for animals i'm not a fan of it i'm not very Unless, limited, uh, like very limited limited cases very yeah it's one of, anyway that's but anyway a, yeah yeah that's a different I digress um quote some are throwaway kids they are kicked out of their homes and trade sex for food and a place to stay and they end up being trafficked by a pimp which again i'm sure that's the most common yeah. form Quote, she says, in a lot of these cases, the trafficker starts out calling themselves their boyfriend or girlfriend. This is the lover boy method that a lot of people have talked about with uh, Andrew Tate. And then they turn them out. Uh, Indeed, a large body of research shows that many child trafficking victims are LGBTQ or gender nonconforming youth who have been kicked out of their homes and forced into the sex trade by someone close to them. Which, again. Yeah, be careful. I mean. I don't know the numbers, but I read that and I'm like, yeah, I see that. That's probably accurate. Would you say it's because maybe they prey on mental weakness? Well, not exclusively mental weakness, but they, like, they, I can't remember the guy's name, but they did an interview. Convicted pedophile, well, not even pedophile, convicted child rapist. And they asked him, how do you choose your victims? And he said, point blank, if there's a strong male figure in their life, I don't even bother. So it's kids that don't have anywhere to go essentially or people even that don't have anywhere to go because life is fucking hard sometimes while sound of freedom almost exclusively focuses on very young children the majority of child trafficking victims are adolescents or teenagers which again is probably true but it doesn't mean that children aren't trafficked and in fact that number is going up apparently a report from the counter trafficking data collaborative states that 67 percent of children trafficked are between the ages of 15 and 17 okay 150 billion dollars a year people still like that number is 150 billion that's what we know that that number is startingly close to half by the way 150 billion dollars a year that's a lot of money so here's another another thing to point that this article does not point out and i actually just thought of is is that i'm wondering if that's in the united states or worldwide because if it's worldwide well hell it even applies to the united states 
So worst case scenario, that number is in the United States. Let's remember, though, prostitution is illegal, but let's remember, though, the age of consent varies state by state. And in a lot of places, it is under 18. So, yes. 17 in Texas. Age of consent? Is it? I don't know. I just had an argument with somebody on the internet the other day, and I looked it up, so that's the only reason I know that. Yeah. Because um, they were trying to say something about a 13-year-old getting married, and I was like, I was like, how many years ago? I was like, the age of consent is 17. So where did I... I... This has been so long ago. Hopefully the law changed, but... Which, I'm sorry, just start at 18. There's no reason to go any younger. If, uh, a, 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 a fully formed uh, human... Uh, 18 with Romeo and Juliet laws in place. Yeah. To to a certain extent. A little little leeway, very very little, little leeway, very little leeway. But anyway, go I ahead. think two to three years is probably okay. But um, two, three's too much. Well, you got to figure. Let's say a sophomore is dating a. Because if they're senior. 18 and they're 15, like that doesn't sit okay with me. Like I'm not gonna like I I, I don't I don't think they need to go to jail. But I think I think uh, you know it needs to be like, like, hey, yeah, this is a warning. So I'm just I'm just thinking about like not necessarily because when you're talking about stuff like this, you can't go based on like your ideas and preferences all the time. So what I mean by that is like, let's say a couple meets when they're in high school, a junior and a freshman, so to speak. Toast said I agreed. Eighteen. Yeah. So let's say <laughs> they meet when they're fourteen and seventeen. Yeah. We would have given our friends shit for that, though. Now, the thing is, though, like, if they remain friends until they're of age. No, no, I'm talking about dating. Like, they oh. start dating. Oh, hell yeah, we would have. Yeah, we, we would have given our friends shit for that. But let's just say, hypothetically, you got... You know what that makes you, Lois? A pedophile, and I won't stand I won't be, for it. I won't, be, I won't sit here and be lectured by a pervert. <laughs> oh, you said two years, so I can make the case for two years. Because as a senior and a sophomore, that's not really that weird. No. Although I will say, I've uh, I've met couples that were couples in high school, but then one goes to college. That relationship's not lasting. On a balance of probabilities, it's it's just not. Not when you send a guy in, a guy into a sea of, you know, debauchery. Not all colleges, you know. Most. Some some of us can't afford those four-year institutions where they get a party 24-7. Yeah, exactly. Um, while there are, of course, cases where child trafficking victims are much younger than that, they overwhelmingly and heartbreakingly tend to involve parents with substance abuse issues selling their children for drugs, which is, again, that's accurate. But philosophical question. If you were given nudes by a girl when you were in high school and you still have them, well, to be fair, if you're not with that girl anymore, yes, delete it. Yes, it. it does. Well, hang on. But if, yeah, 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 if she's, like, are, are you saying she's under 18? I'm going to. If err, she's under 18, yep. I'm going to err on the side of caution and say yes. When in doubt, the answer is yes. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. Um, How that works deter is determined by. If your, you got like a thirty-five-year-old guy like saving pictures from when he was eighteen, like of, yeah, a, of a girl, you? like, or, well, I mean, he, yeah, yeah, I would say yes. <laughs> he says I don't have any. Caviezel's <laughs> <laughs> heading for you, buddy. <laughs> but no, um, it depends on your where you live, honestly. But I would err on the side of caution and say, yeah, probably. Toast. 
Toast eighty eight. I'm assuming you were born in eighty eight, correct? More you didn't have high. You didn't have phone, uh, cell phones. Yeah, exactly. You can't. We did. I I I thought it was capable of sending pictures. Oh, I did. In high school? Yeah. Oh, I am thinking of early. They were shitty phones. The shitty flip phones. Yeah, it's like one of those things. I can't imagine somebody would have them even if they were. Do, I, do you remember the flip Samsung phones? Dude, those things were almost indestructible as the Nokia's. Well, to be fair, if you had the photograph from that time, it's not like you can tell what it is anyway. Yeah, so he he says it's correct. Yeah, 88. So Wow. <laughs> Youngin. No, I, I meant like they, he says they didn't have uh, cell phones in high school. I did. I, I, re I remember texting in class. Oh, T9. Like the Motorola Razor. Dude, I had four of those bastards. I never had one. I, I didn't like those ones. Okay. Quote, <laughs> we want to believe that people trafficking children are unknown nefarious strangers, she says. It makes people uncomfortable to think some of these things happen in their own communities, in their own schools, with people they might run into in the grocery store. That's true. The lack of focus on these tragic ca on tragic cases like these in favor of more dramatic narratives about international rescue missions and shadowy strangers abducting kids has resulted in a skewed <laughs> perception of child trafficking. By ignoring the realities of what victims and traffickers look like and the larger structural issues that prevent at-risk children from getting help, like, say widely available government-funded substance abuse treatment programs for families struggling with addiction, says Huizar. Anti-trafficking movies like Sound of Freedom and the 2006 blockbuster Taken may have unintended effect of not shedding light on very serious and real problem, but obscuring it. Here's the difference, though. Forgot about Taken. Both of those movies are talking about international trafficking. That's what I'm saying. I think a lot of this stuff is skewed with more domestic cases. But they're, the end, I think they're... I think this movie's commenting more on the international trafficking, as is Taken. Taken is straight up talking about international trafficking. Walkie-talkie. Yeah, we, we, we rocked with those two. Push to talk is what it used to be called back in the day. Some of the liberties with the truth of these films take of these films take can be chalked up to the demands of fast-paced storytelling. Albright, for instance, takes issue with the scene in Sound of Freedom in which Ballard takes a child victim to a burger joint. Quote, a lone agent is never going to be alone like that with a victim, which is, I mean, fair. I can see that. Shuttling them all over the place, she says, citing protocols that protect victims. I, yeah, I, yeah. But again, narrative. That's a good criticism, though. I'll, I'll give credit where credit's due. That's good criticism. They probably should have changed that in the film. Not going to lie. I got a notification. It's okay. It doesn't matter. It's just an email. <laughs> it felt like a text message, though. That was weird. Um, quote, a lone agent is never going to be alone like that with a victim, shuttling them all over the place, she says. Signing protocols to protect victims. The movie and films about human trafficking in general also don't provide much insight into the extensive process of providing support to victims and helping them deal with their trauma after they escape a dangerous situation. The process can take years, says John... John or Jean Brugman, Brugman, Executive Director of Freedom Network USA, nation's largest coalition of anti-trafficking advocates or service providers. But guess who was talking about in the podcast with Jordan Peterson about those victims receiving as much as three years of aftercare once they were rescued. So, yes, I get it. It's not huge in the movie. And actually, I feel like Taken was one of those movies where it's like surely his daughter was traumatized. Yeah, because essentially, like, the movie just showed her coming back. 
Well, I think they did address it in the second one, actually. How do I use the moderator tools on iPhone, just out of curiosity? Do I, I know? don't know. Figure it out. I, I, I'm assuming you, you just, like, uh, I, I'm assuming if there's a, a, a message or something like that that, like, say you deem that's, like, very inappropriate or whatnot. Like, say someone got on here and, and called us sick perverted fools or something like that you should be able to like select it yeah, but leave and delete comment. it but yeah yeah no actually absolutely I, I would love for someone to put that so like people could eat them alive yeah it's like okay yeah we're okay indeed and i'm not reading this entire article no no you're good man it's very it's very long um indeed many child that's why i said read it first <laughs> do not come forward of their own volition their cases only drawing attention when they present in emergency departments for different reasons, say for access to food or shelter or for treatment for a sexually transmitted infection. Quote, most kids don't raise their hand and say, I've been trafficked, says Huizar. If such victims don't see their stories represented in trafficking and narratives, they may not recognize what is happening to them is in fact trafficking. Which again, I will help you toast. Again, fair, fair. I'm not even going to say fair criticism, but fair point. Like, I, I, that makes sense to me. A lot of victims probably don't know they're being victimized fair so keep the conversation going is what i'm saying that's the number one thing about this right now keep the conversation going keep the conversation alive don't just not have the conversation because okay so what is i saw a meme the other day actually i used hashtag don't stop talking (laughs) well but i saw i saw this meme and i actually i sent it to toast um and then i sent it to Haley too where it's a it's a meme of a it's two parts. There's one, there's a pile of bricks and nothing's being built. And then the other one is like a wall that's starting to be built. And it said something to the effect of like incremental progress is better than um, delayed perfection. It's like, yes, the movie's not perfect, but that doesn't mean that it shouldn't be viewed. Like it's spearheading a conversation and getting more people involved. I'm surprised uh, Ben Shapiro didn't uh, hop on this. He did to a certain extent. Well, I'm saying because, like, he has production. Oh, I still maintain Daily Wire. Why aren't you making that Yanmi Park movie yet? I'm oh, surprised. Yeah. To, actually, you know what? They may have done that because I think they can. They only have the means to release it on Daily Wire Plus. And whereas they wanted this thing to get a theatrical release. Okay, that's right. The problem is that child trafficking has really disappeared from... That's what I'm talking about, though. So this movie's bringing that back in. So ultimately, even if there are flaws with their operations and the movie... I 100% agree with you. This should be a bigger issue. But that's what I'm saying. So this is why it's good. Even though the movie's not perfect, it's starting that conversation again. But that's what they don't want. They don't want people to talk about it because nobody brings this up casually. And that's why they're trying to stifle it and, like, Which they're bury only, it. Once again, the freaking morons, you're only drawing more attention to it. And on top of that, you're drawing attention to yourselves. Even if you do disagree that does with this not movie, you should just good. not say anything. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, and the thing is, like, if honestly, like, like I said earlier, if you disagree with the movie, like for what it's about, keep it to yourself. No, don't even keep it to yourself. Actually, no. You need to check your moral compass. For real, yeah. Because I'm sorry, even if that was, you don't have to like. The, I didn't like the movie. I, I, I can't watch it. It's hard. Well, even if there's only one instance, true even real. if there was only one instance of people being tracked in a ship trafficked in a shipping container, that's one too many. Yeah, the and idea it's a story, of the movie is And it's real. a story that needs to be told because that's horrible. Um, dramatic raids may Hearts. make for. He's playing with the buttons. One hundred. 
<laughs> Dramatic raids may be good for entertainment, but in real life, the process of helping trafficking survivors is far more lengthy and complicated. Brueggemann says, with their organization largely relies on targeted outreach to institutions that cater to at-risk populations, hospitals, schools, runaway homeless, youth facilities to help them ask kids the right questions to recognize red flags. For instance, because most youth trafficking victims in the United States attend school at least part-time, she says, much of her work focuses on helping train educators to see signs that a child is potentially being trafficked so they can ask them specific questions and learn more about what they're experiencing. Which, kudos! But maybe this movie, some teachers are going to see it, and now those teachers are going to seek out information if they don't know it already. What do you guys say to leftists who say this movie is being used as fodder for trans groomers? Fodder for trans groomers? I don't get it. I, I, I like, understand the sentence, but I'm not understanding the meaning. Yeah. It's like, I say this all the time when I'm speaking Spanish. I'm like, I know the words, but I don't understand what you're trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> What um, do you say to leftists who say that this movie is being used as fodder for trans groomers? Another unintended consequence of sensationalist anti-trafficking narratives is that they can obscure jury's perception of what trafficking looks like. This is legit. If there is a criticism in the movie, this might be it, um, <clears throat> what trafficking looks like, when these cases are actually brought to court. Quote, when you have a case of really subtle coercion that's hard to prove and the jury is expecting taken you're not going to get a conviction and it makes that much harder for survivors says albright so fair enough that's legit street justice easy as that they say it's a smear against queer people somehow oh my how there's gosh. not a single homosexual person in this movie at least and well, i'm not that's, I'm, no, that, that's take, not my i take that reaction back. that's to not you. true that's not true but um th- there was are, there any trans in it? No, but there there are. I guess I didn't notice any. Yeah, there are homosexuals in this movie though. Really but, though, man. I was say, they don't go out of their way to say it's a gay issue. The LDR behind child trafficking. Oh. Not exclusively, no. But. No, don't, there don't are a few. There are a few. There, pi- there are some, but there are plenty of straight. I, I don't know. I, I think. I think he might have meant something else by that. Yeah. Um, well, I was gonna say there are uh, several uh, different. Uh, um, factions like uh, on Instagram. If you're on Instagram, I, I, I they might be on different things, but uh, gays against groomers, they do some pretty good work. Yeah, 100. percent They um, actually have a, a truck on the side of the truck. They have a giant screen, and they will literally during like pride parades and whatnot, and they, they will like literally post like it's okay to love who you want as long as they're not children or something oh, like that. They've done some legitimately hilarious Oh, it's great. Too. And it, it's like, yeah, it's funny at the same time, but it's like, it's awesome. Okay. Anyway, good. So, juror bias is a well-documented phenomenon and misunderstandings about what trafficking and trafficking victims look like, compounded with pre-existing biases about race, sexual oh, dude, orientation, or gender, can have devastating consequences for those brave enough to testify against their traffickers. Huizar recounted an instance in which two young men, both of whom were 15, testified in court Check against their abuser. One of them, who had been abused longer, had a criminal record and a history of drug use due to the trauma of his abuse, while the other did not. The jury found the abuser guilty, but only on the charges associated with the latter case. So that's that's real. Now we get into the QAnon shit. The misconceptions about child trafficking promoted by Sound of Freedom are in many ways compounded by the fact that the film has received widespread acclaim from the far right, not exclusively. I'm here to tell you right now, it's not exclusively the right wing that has been praising this movie. 
In fact, I read a pretty glowing review from the New York Post, which I know isn't super left, but it's not a far-right publication. Um, let's see. Particularly proponents of QAnon. Again, I wouldn't say particularly. I think it's really convenient to wrap everybody. But, like, I, I'm not a QAnon guy. I don't even know everything that they purport. I just... I, I understand that QAnon is essentially that there's a cabal of elites who exploit children. And I know there's more in-depth conspiracies, but I don't know what they are. I don't know enough about QAnon anyway. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I, I it's, it's like, if something sounds interesting to me, I'll look into it. But, like, that... I don't want to look into that. I don't care. Like, you know, honestly, like, I would just rather something be out and about. Like, I, I don't see a QAnon YouTube channel, is there? Oh, no, they get banned in a minute, though. Yeah, ex exactly. So, it's like, I mean, I'm not going to go out of my way to search for something okay exponents of the true. QAnon conspiracy theory which posits that a shadowy ring of elites is sexually abusing young children well i don't know you know it'd be one thing if you know there was a billionaire guy who had his own island and was flying people out to it and you know he got caught multiple times abusing children that'd be one thing but yeah it's totally a conspiracy wait Didn't that guy not kill himself? I think I might be a little retarded. <laughs> I want water to turn the frogs gay. Holy shit. There was a study. He called it. <laughs> just saying, everybody. I read the study. Like, Jesus Christ. Again. Oh, the, the frog? Yes. Did you not believe me? Well, I thought it was a tad hyperbolic. No, turns out it, it, it wasn't. I've been saying this. That's the reason I even freaking... Did the thing on, on the thing. I thought you knew. No. I felt like Bob Newhart there. It's like, no. no Listen, this wasn't. guy also thought that the moon rotated a full 360 and we saw all sides of the moon. I've had, I have admitted multiple times my folly. <laughs> I was wrong. It's okay. And the, the, it's worth the, noting that video is still on the internet. The Podesta emails? Oh, yeah. We're never going to see those. No. Um, this guy knows more about history than I could ever imagine, so I, I can give him a little shit on certain few things. Sound of Freedom does not refer to the conspiracy theory, nor is it overtly political, though Ballard has legitimized a QAnon-adjacent conspiracy theory centering around the furniture company Wayfair. I've not heard him actually say anything about Wayfair, so I can't speak to I that. heard some fucked up shit about Wayfair, I've been on but Wayfair, I, I don't know it's if it's not, true. It's it's. Well, I mean, they were, they were talking about, like, what, what was it about? Kids being sold in furniture or something? Yeah, or? I don't, I, I haven't, I don't know. I, I don't know anything about uh, that. I, yeah, I, I can't I can't speak to his validity either. Like, regardless, if it is true, it's fucked up, but. And Star Caviezel has espoused some of the QAnon's more extreme aspects, such as the belief that elites are harvesting. All that talk about pizzas surviving. Like, I, I, <laughs> I think I get what you're saying about pizzas, right? Yeah. I'm okay. okay. Um, belief Ugh. that elites are harvesting adrenochrome from the blood of children. Now, I don't even know what that is. I haven't had a chance to look at uh, that. Supposedly, it's a uh, byproduct of um, extreme, like, I want to say fear and yeah. induced uh, adrenaline. Yeah, okay. And uh, su suppo supposedly they, they, they get, like, I would say if it's true, they get high from it. But, like, people now, say they get youth from it. And I'm like, yeah. Now, I'm not – I almost don't want to say this. Hold on, you QAnon fucking bitch. I'm not even going to say a particular person. It's worth noting there's a lot of motherfuckers in Hollywood who are way older than they look. 
like oh well you gotta think though like like everyone's always like oh they're jumping to this and that and this and that and i'm like they have millions of yeah. dollars and great doctors yeah fantastic doctors but the thing is at the end of the day is it a little weird sure now one thing that um, not caviezel um ballard has talked about on the jordan peterson podcast he does talk about the adrenochrome or adrenochrome he says he's talking about it being used in africa at least on that podcast so it, it's it, it's it's something that i've never heard of it used anywhere else but like for <laughs> supposedly old crazy people not like um uh a like not i don't know what the fuck i'm now, trying to say it's worth noting here allegedly used but what what are you talking about? Like, right. wh where were they using it, or supposedly it's using something, it? Something about it's it's not common, but it's something about witch doctor shit. Is there proof and that they've done it? He says he has proof, but I I, I have not seen it, so I don't know. I can't speak to it. Yeah, okay. Um, but it's been embraced in conspiracy theory circles and promoted on cue boards. But again, the movie doesn't even bring up any of this stuff, so it, it it's an unfair criticism. Like, it, it kind of goes back to, like, a lot of QAnon people like this movie. I would pretty much say all QAnon people support this movie, but that doesn't mean it's a QAnon movie. Uh, that's like, you know, a lot of Nazis supporting a regime, but, it you know, being a good thing. Now, that sounds very bad. But what I mean is, like, say, like, a bunch, a bunch of Nazis are trying to save a fucking vet clinic or something like that. Oh, does man, it make them? Does, does, does it? I know. That's listen, rough, Nazis are bad. <laughs> Every, everyone rough, knows dude. this. Nazis are fucking idiots, and, and, and they're bad. But like, if they're trying to save a, a vet clinic a or animals, I'll grab a bucket of water. Listen, put your differences aside and help the damn dogs. It's worth noting, though. One of the biggest. Uh, I don't know if he was the biggest. And Fuck I Nazis, FYI. Well, hang on. <laughs> Oh. I don't mean it like that. <laughs> hang on, no. Hang on on the hang on. I don't know that he, I don't know that he saved Oh, say can you see? <laughs> I don't know that he saved the Mo's lives in Nanking, but he saved a ton. Dude was a Nazi. Saved a ton of people. Who? I can't remember his name. Hang on, I got to look this up. It's real easy. You can just Google Nazi Nanking, he'll come right up. There he is. Dude. John Robbins. That is hilarious. You're absolutely right. The not the Nazis did build our space program pretty much. I mean, yeah, they they pretty much did. Who is it? Uh, Von Sheltered uh no, uh Werner Von Braun. John Robba. Werner. Uh sheltered approximately 250,000 Chinese people from being killed. He's officially represented Germany and acted as a senior chief of the European-U.S. establishment that remained in Nanjing, the Chinese capital at the time. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Toast. When the city fell to Japanese troops. So he was part of establishing the international safe zone. America. Is credited with saving approximately 250,000 people, but the implication is hard to quantify. So, basically, instead of gassing the people, he allowed, he let them live. Well, I don't know what he did later in his career either. He was in China. This was in the very, very early days of the Nazi Party. Oh, okay. Very early. 
Warner Von Braun. Ver, is it Warner Von Braun or Werner Von Braun? It'd be, well, it depends on how you spell it. I can't. Vana. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Werner Von Braun. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I just remember it from October Sky. That was a great movie. Uh, contrary, if you haven't seen it, watch it. Contrary to claims Assuming made by some defenders of Sound of Freedom, no one is denying the existence of child trafficking, except they're not ex they're not denying the existence, but they're downplaying it. At least certain types of child trafficking. Or it's horrors. Those who have devoted their lives to protecting children and fighting those seeking to exploit them know firsthand that child trafficking is not only real, but that the reality may be even more horrific than what is depicted on screen in big budget. I don't know about that. It is Warner Von Braun. That makes, yeah. Their hope is that viewers of Sound of Freedom who are moved by the film connect with legitimate organizations. It's not that his organization is illegitimate. Uh, legitimate organization to learn the truth about what child trafficking looks like and how they can help. Quote, you don't have to manufacture conspiracy theories about child sexual abuse, says Huizar. Quote, there are plenty of facts at hand that don't involve spreading horrible rumors about Wayfair or, Wayfair or pizza restaurants. Except you kind of do because as much as these people don't want to, even the ones that have legitimately concerns, you have to admit more people are going to become knowledgeable. It's like, I thought about this. No one knew the plight of killer whales in captivity before the movie Free Willy came out. Did that story actually happen? No. But after that, it spearheaded a movement. So these movies are kind of necessary because there's a lot of stuff that people just don't know. Uh, Thailand is such a hotbed of trafficking activity. Uh, I don't know why. Like I, I would, I would assume it's probably because I can actually. Would you say Thailand's it. pretty poor country? There are definitely poor places. So and th there's a big disparity. So like in the cities, I mean compared to the United States, yes, it's poor. But like that trafficking is very. In the Philippines is the same thing. So like the major cities are probably not. Although trafficking definitely happens there, but economically speaking, like there are areas outside of the major city, cities that are just like stupid poor. And they're very easy to exploit people because there's also not a lot of communication out there. You know, actually, um, hold on, Blackfish was another. Yeah, but that was a documentary. The one about Japanese whaling. Yeah. Oh. Well, I was gonna say actually, uh, I have a uh, actually your your story uh, joggled one of my memories. Um, my girlfriend in high school, uh, before we dated, uh, she told me about a story. She was uh, in Florida, and she was at the resort, and she went back up to the room to get the cooler or whatever, and as she was coming down, um, I don't know if uh, what color he was, but, like, apparently he wasn't white. I'm not going to – I'm not going to – I wasn't remember. there. I don't know. But the thing is, uh, apparently he grabbed her and was trying to drag her off somewhere, and she fought and kicked him, scratched him, and, and was able to get away. And I remember her telling me that she never told her parents, and I was like – no i was like well, you should have told them because the thing is then yes, they, should. they should have been looking for that guy yeah you know because who knows what you know he was up to it's it's fucked up yeah i, I know that yeah. there, there's a huge lag dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> canada um, time huh <laughs> just kidding um and then there's another thing so this is why i i tend to keep my mouth shut when we talk about things like rape culture because I think you're damned if you do, damned if well, you don't. Well, no, and here, here's why. I have a legitimate reason. So, uh oh, rapey vibes over no, here. No, I've 
I've heard a lot of personal stories that I will not share out of respect for the people that told me these stories, but the number is, I don't think it's quite as high as it's being purported, but it's not as far off as we'd like to believe. Of R.A. Grape? Not even specifically that, but definitely of assault in various forms. Mm. Um, well, the thing is, like I said, uh, oh, we, we well, weren't, we weren't of people... aware of his, uh, like... I, I'm assuming he's catching a lag of my story. May have been abducting. Yeah, the, like the we, we, we don't we don't know the intent. So, but yeah, absolutely abduction. Yeah, but actually, that was a nice segue because now we're going to get into from the U.S. Department of Homeland Security indicators of human trafficking. Now, there is a link in this description to what I'm about to read, but it has on there a PDF card that you can print out and either keep or give to people, and I highly recommend you do so. But Recognizing key indicators of human trafficking is the first step in identifying victims and can help save a life. Here are some common indicators to help recognize human trafficking. You can also download or order the Blue Campaign Indicator Card, which is a small plastic card that lists common signs trafficking and how to report the crime. Does the person appear disconnected from family, friends, community organizations, or houses of worship? I would say particularly if they were connected before. Has a child stopped attending school? Has the person had a sudden or dramatic change in behavior? Is the juvenile engaged in commercial sex act? That one's a little on the nose. Is the person disoriented or confused or showing signs of mental or physical abuse? Does the person have bruises in various stages of healing? Is the person fearful, timid, or submissive? Does the person show signs of having been denied food, water, sleep, or medical care? Is the person often in the company of someone to whom he or she defers? Or someone who seems to be in control of the situation, example, where they can go or who they talk to? Does the person appear to be coached on what to say? Is the person living in unsuitable conditions? Does the person lack personal possessions and appear not to have a stable living situation? Does the person have freedom of movement? Can the person freely leave where they live? Are they unreasonably are there unreasonable security measures? Not all indicators listed above are present in every human trafficking situation, and the presence or absence of any of these indicators is not necessarily proof of human trafficking. If you want to report a suspected case of human trafficking, you can call 1-866-347-2423, or if you need help, call 1-888-373-7888. And again, there is a link in the description for that. And then now we have from DoSomething.org 11 just mind-boggling statistics. So first, or I guess not really statistics but information, trafficking involves transporting someone into a situation of exploitation. This can include forced labor, marriage, prostitution, or organ removal. This kind of exploitation is known by a few different names. Human trafficking, trafficking of persons, and modern slavery are the ones accepted by the U.S. Department of State. It's estimated that internationally there are between 20 million and 40 million people in modern slavery today. Assessing the full scope of human trafficking is difficult because cases so often go undetected, something the United Nations referred to as, quote, the hidden figure of crime. 
Estimates suggest that internationally only about 0.04% of survivors of human trafficking cases are identified, meaning the vast majority of cases of human trafficking go undetected. So that's less than half of a percent. Well, that's way less than half of a percent. How the hell can someone else treat someone else like cattle? I I just don't get it. Well, you know, it's... In today's day and age, I don't know. But in a historical context, it's not as hard as you would think. Well, I know. And that, that's what I'm saying. Like, this stuff's been happening for eons. But the thing is, now with the internet and everything like that, and, and information is, you know, brought up at the flip of a well, second. Well, I think that's just the thing. The internet has made it very easy. Yeah, that another thing right there. You know, oh. and actually, did you hear about uh, um, the Silk Road? Yeah. You know what that is? I, I think it... Dark Web Silk Road. Did it just get taken... I think it just got taken down. Just? I think it's been down for a while. Has it been down for a while? I think. I remember reading about it years ago. I remember reading about some something. Like, no, there was a Silk Road 2.0. Oh, there's a different one. Okay. And I, I believe it got taken down or it's being... They're, they're you know, In hot the on the trails. Yeah. I, I don't know. Sorry, that um, furthered the story none. <laughs> yeah. Human trafficking earns global profits of roughly $150 billion a year for traffickers. Ninety-nine billion of which comes from the commercial sexual exploitation. Yeah, dude, for sure. What did he say? He said there are a lot of sociopaths and humans who hate each other, dude. Like, well, but like the last article pointed out, though, a lot of times these sort of trafficking—I don't want to say this in the wrong way—but like trafficking instances, I almost said journeys. That's like way too positive. Um, a lot of these start out from destitution. Like, it still happens today, particularly, I guess it happens a lot more in Southeast Asia, but happens all over the world. Families willingly sell children to be able to eat. That happened a lot more historically for forced labor and the like, but... Oh, yeah, dude, there's a ton of dark web yeah. marketplaces. Uh, globally, it's estimated 71% of enslaved people are women and girls, while men and boys account for 29%. Estimates suggest that 50,000 people are trafficked into the U.S. each year, most of them from Mexico and the Philippines. In 2018, over half, 51.6% to be exact, of criminal of the criminal human trafficking cases active in the U.S. were sex trafficking cases involving only children. Reports indicate that a large number of child sex trafficking survivors in the U.S. were at one time in the foster care system. Advocates... Advocates report a growing trend of trafficking using online social media platforms to recruit and advertise targets of human trafficking. The average age of a teen enters the sex trade in the U.S. is 12 to 14 years old. Many victims are runaway girls who were sexually abused as children. In 2018, the National Human Trafficking Hotline received more calls from California than any other state in the U.S. I want to be clear about one thing. That's probably a population thing, not a political thing. Followed by Texas and <laughs> followed by nice. Texas and well followed by Texas and Florida, so population. Well, Texas and Florida are directly on the border. Like uh, well, and so you California. said, California. Yeah. Well, only Southern California. Well, nobody said it came from Northern California. I'm willing to bet a lot of it is Southern California. LA's in Southern California. That's true. That was stupid. A lot of people forget me. that. Um. Well, I'm gonna let you decide. Except, that. what is California doing about it? Okay, so I know what you're talking about. I want to be clear on something. I want to read that because there was another bill that got struck down in California, and I read the bill, and I'm, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I understand why. Uh, I'm sorry, it got passed, rather. 
if you read the bill, I understand why they passed it. Now, the wording is a little suspect, but they kind of, a lot of the right-wing media really took it way the wrong way. I don't know. I'd have to read this. If you read the bill, I understand what they were doing. I don't really know why it was brought up in the first place, but I guess it was making sentencing more fair. So I, I understand where they were coming from, but they really should have worded certain things. You know what bill it was? I don't remember off the top of my head. All right, and what what was it in regards to? Um, I, I don't remember. Trafficking, right? Oh, the one that recently... Um, was it SB14 or 957? I think it was SB14. All right. I just I just want to look it up real quick. Oh, it was a day ago. Stall, uh, Governor Newsom steps in to help revive a stalled bill on child trafficking. Oh, okay. That bitch don't care about that. Well, I don't know. He's stepping in, so I have yeah, not. Yeah, he's got to make that money. I have. Well, no, it's 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 seeking to oh, joke. It's seeking to stiffen penalties for uh, trafficking. Now, what I don't, I haven't read the bill, so I don't. I'm not sure what it says and why it's controversial. Well, the bill itself is you know, controversial. Okay, um, I'm, I'm just uh, I'm going to riff on this for a second. Um, so you're, you're, the California bill that they're talking about human trafficking, but yet didn't they, uh, like, make it to where pedophiles received less time? No, okay, so that's, that's the one I'm talking about. So what that bill actually did, I'm not going to get into – it's theoretically possible that a pedophile could get less time, but here's what the bill did. So prior to that being passed in the state of California, sodomy, uh, um, the crime of sodomy had an automatic sentence. Now that includes if mandatory state minimums. Yes, but I'm trying to. Sorry, I'll quit. So, so, so let's say that a child gets abused heterosexually for lack of a better term. Um, the judge has some discretion on Donnie that Burger. <laughs> Donnie Burger, what? What are you talking about? That's my boy. Have you never seen that movie with oh, Adam no. Sandler? Oh my gosh! Get this guy off of this podcast. I know I'm ill-informed. No, that's okay. I'm below average intelligence. No, it's Adam Sandler movie. You, I know. You would love I, it. I'm familiar with the movie. I just haven't seen it. Okay. Um. So, so in the state of California, if let's say somebody, um abused a child but it was like a man abused a girl the the judge had some discretion on the sentence whereas if it had been a boy there was a minimum sentence there was there was it the judge had no discretion whatsoever um so but that also i remember now so let's say you had an instance of and again to a certain extent ignorance of the law is not an excuse but let's just say you had something where somebody thought a Romeo and Juliet law applied, but it didn't. So that person is technically guilty of statutory rape, let's say, but it's a homosexual couple prior to that law being passed. The judge would have had no discretion in the sentencing of that person. What's Donnie Berger? Uh, that's my boy. Uh, it's a movie with Adam Sandler and, uh, uh, ice vanilla ice. Yeah, that's right. But um, so with the new law, now the judge has discretion on the sentencing of that case. I don't see how it's just gender sense. makes it's, a difference. Well, because the law stated prior to that being changed, 
there was no discretion for the judge in sentencing. Oh, okay. I so know, I misunderstood. All that did, yeah, all that did. Now, to be fair, the right-wing media read a very small part of that bill and way, like, warped it. So they're like, oh, well, pedophiles can do this. And actually, one misquoted the whole thing. And they said that you can, they said in California, somebody said you can now in California legally abuse someone. Well, what I read and whatnot, it went, the age went from 17 to 14. Correct. That age was, of consent. No, 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 no. It was not age of consent. Then I, it was, I'm it not was, sure what it was. It was severity of sentencing. Let me see. You have to read the whole thing. It's, it's not the age of consent. It, it, it's all about how the Romeo and Juliet laws applies to same-sex couples. Oh, wow. Age of consent in California is 18. Yeah. so It's, <laughs> it's, it's 17 it, in Texas. Let's just, it's, let's just it's, be real. So that, that bill that you're talking about you're good, is all about um, how sentencing applies in Romeo and Juliet law cases in the state of California. Because of the age of consent is 18. So that's... 16 and 18. I sometimes wonder if it's possible to rehabilitate pedos to ensure they don't hurt kids as opposed to just incarcerate. Yeah, there is a way. It's uh, uh, chemical castration. That doesn't really – well, I mean, I guess it kind of works, but – Well, because the thing is, like, man, like, when you, like, remove – basically, it's the same as neutering a dog. Yeah. You know, they're not well, going to go jump in the I, fence I looking for strange. I don't know that I would consider that rehabilitation, although it's it's. Well, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not rehabilitation. See, what, what Toast is talking about, though, I've thought about a few times, but it's really hard because that would mean you'd have to get pedophiles to come forward and say, study me, which I can. But as far as I understand, in both Canada and USA, that if someone tells their therapist about shit, yeah. Correct. Hold on. Even Hold if, even, on. If they, even if they haven't offended. Or maybe well, not. no, not maybe in U- USA. Uh, actually, if they tell them that, they they can't. If it's a therapist, they 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 can't say anything. Uh, client. Oh no, our sex offender list isn't private either. Client per. Uh, what what is it? So it, it's a uh, um, not attorney client. Uh, patient confidentiality. Patient, patient confidentiality. But that only applies unless you're a danger to yourself or someone else. In which case, if you're a danger to someone else... But the thing is, though, uh, they're not... uh, Hold on. They're not actually allowed to tell the police. They have to... uh, There's a certain avenue they have to go through. No, I'm pretty sure they call the cops. Man, how the fuck was this word? I I literally just watched something on this. Not not like it had nothing to do with that. It it was just they they were asking about... In the case of suicidality, they don't call the cops. They call um, somebody else, but... Uh, You know, the funny thing is... uh, capital punishment well that's that's uh that's the death penalty death penalty uh i'm actually not for capital punishment um i i don't believe in an eye for an eye but like i there i I don't know there's certain things like when when it comes to children yeah i'll take oh now i remember i was gonna say we probably don't have to go into this but now i remember why i printed this out because all the people that were saying that these international um trafficking rings don't exist I don't even know if I want to read the headline. So this is a Honduran woman who was trafficked. I'm not going to read you the headline because it's quite awful. Crass. But this is by Albinson Linares from Noticias del Mundo. And honestly, dude, that's the way it should be, Toast. I, I, I think it should get reported. 
I'm not a, I'm not a fan of like, you know, if it's patient confidentiality in the United States and they say something like, you know, with what we're talking about. Yeah, that shit should be reported right away. Like they shouldn't even be allowed to even leave the office. They, they should be able to hit a button and, you know, cop come. The, and I'm not saying it's bank a, button. And I'm not really saying it's a problem. The only thought I have on that is, if that's the case, though, then you have no subjects to study, to try to find out why it happened. Which I, I going get. back with what you're saying, if we're able to rehabilitate uh, pedoph- but we pedophiles, don't, we don't know though because we, the, the studies just haven't been done at length, so we don't we don't honestly know. like. Do you really think these people are mentally ill, or because I mean? If you want to get down to the bones of it, a lot of people take pills that they say help them be better, like depression and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, there's obviously something that's making you that way. It's like everyone wants to say chemical imbalance, but like everyone came about and said, oh, there's chemical balance. There's real like chemical imbalances. I'm not trying to say depression's not real, but like uh, bipolar and schizophrenic you know th- those are actual diagnosable through chemical process it's not like guess my i i think like most things you want to read his comment yeah, yeah yeah the goal of capital punishment should be to ensure child safety less less so than punishing an offender because for them it's an easy out personally i think that I mean, you you criminalize, you you criminalize the um, criminalize criminalize. <laughs> you 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 criminalize offenders, sure, but I think you throw the book at traffickers and pimps. Like, one strike, you're out. Uh, pedophiles, dude. Yeah, yeah, sexual you, 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 deviance. Yes, okay. let, let's just go with that. Sexual deviance and and people well, looking to define, monetize off of sex. They yeah, capital punishment. I'm okay with so that. So everybody who does porn should be. I said sexual. I did say sexual deviance. Okay. Uh, it's it's a fine line you have to toe. But I mean, this is this is a pretty clear because, line. dude. Like, what what was the the staggering? You know that fa- the fact sheet that you had. You know, staggering facts. Like, I would like to know the statistic on how much porn on the internet is from trafficked women or men. There, well, so actually, we were going to do an episode on this, but it actually fits in nicely. I told you that I I, I didn't know this until very recently and i i saw a random podcast apparently there was a porn site um which it's down now but i told you about it and they got busted for trafficking like they got shut down and they're in jail good yeah point blank um sexual deviance is a good generalization now they they weren't i want to be clear they weren't trafficking in children mentally mentally ill you know honestly like i hate to say it like this but i i I know sexual deviant is well, what's your, what's your sexual deviant of? is is broad. Be- porn because... isn't deviant. The internet was created to facilitate porn. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but that just goes. Yeah. you have to define what you mean by deviant before. But you hold on, read. before before you get into that, um, what what you said, uh, pedophilia is a generational epidemic, and you're absolutely right. But um, look at all the drugs that they are pumping into us uh, through food through uh vaccinations and i'm not saying all vaccinations are bad because they're not vaccinations have fucking kept us alive through certain you know ailments throughout history actually i'm gonna go out on a limb and say fishing was the oldest profession what the oldest female occupation is uh fishing sex work i i say fishing hey no 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 why do i feel like 
he's he's like saying like women you know obviously they had to sleep with their men so that was their job, that was their job. that's fucked up but i mean i don't know you don't mean that i'm I just saying like, that that's where my brain i goes feel to. like she probably made a sandwich first ah fuck you um but no what i was shit i'll take ham on white ham on white's good man um no cheese no cheese see i think another reason this is complicated is i think much like basically every ailment out there is there's a lot of different things that can cause it so i don't think it's a one no but my my personal belief is that i think i named several different i think a bunch of these i think a bunch of these people particularly the offenders that aren't female occupation uh, I, i think a lot of these guys like for example Fishing's a tradition, not an occupation. So, like, if you watch, like, you watch, everybody's seen at least one episode of To Catch a Predator, right? There's some common themes in the guys that get caught on that show. And number one is, nobody wants to fuck them. And that's not society's fault. They're just fucking no, no, gross. No, it's their fault, 100%. It's, be, it's because they're gross. But I think that's a major contributor is um, you have guys that, can't get access to, sec- to put it nicely who can't get a sexual partner and are thus frustrated and resentful they can pay for it well the prostitution's not legal i do think some of this would be uh fixed if sex work was legal well prostitution specifically but well i mean I curi- sex know, work what? technically is legal because at the yeah, end of the at the end of the day if you're paying for a prostitute as Just long as you bring it. a camera <laughs> As long as she's not trafficked and is there of well, her own then, free well, will okay, and you can but prove here, it. Here's the problem, though. Like, well, she can't. And you can make the case that because prostitution is illegal, it's a pretty safe bet that a prostitute is trafficked. Deviant is a harmful sexual minority. Yeah, absolutely. Well, but harmful because there was a time when uh, sodomy would have con- been considered deviant. Like and it wasn't that long people ago. people who fuck animals or something. Yeah, dude, I don't understand the whole bestiality thing. That's just nasty. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with people? Not those farmers sure. are looking at those sheep and they're like man that looks like old betsy from the fucking store up there <laughs> you've been bad <laughs> shut up uh, <laughs> that is not the right joke for this podcast right now sir that joke kills every time i tell it <laughs> you've been bad <laughs> oh man oh my god you know how quick to switch <clears throat> I was totally going somewhere. Hell. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. I'm already there. I've got a condo already. <laughs> I'm just now... Uh, I'm still trying to figure out how to bring ice water. I'm now just saving up for, like, better carpet and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was going somewhere, and I completely... And fucked up for an animal. Poor, poor cows. cows. <laughs> hey, set, poor, what do you mean poor cows, dude? Poor South Park. Remember South Park? They were, uh, they were ter- well, they were abducting cows. Remember that? Yep. Um, what I was saying about de- so you have to be careful with words like deviant because that can be different for everybody. Um, because like I said, there was a time when sodomy was considered a sexual deviance and a mental illness, by the way. And it wasn't as long ago as you think. In fact, I think there are still states where they're not enforced, but I think technically sodomy is still illegal on the books. Yeah. I mean, some places they're okay with it up the poop chute. Okay with it or not okay with it? I said some places are okay with it. 
Well, I think not I think a, I think a lot of places, it's actually illegal in a lot of states. That's what I'm saying. On the books, it's not enforced, but technically, it's still. I think in Indiana, it was illegal until very recently. Yeah, Holcom changed that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> It's funny because I know something that you guys don't. Oh, yeah! I forgot! We can't talk about that here. Nope. That that might have to be a Rumble exclusive. Yeah, probably. Um, if you guys want to hear something crazy about Eric Holcomb of the government... you got to be very careful. Governor? No, no, no. no, no, no. no, no. I'm, I'm saying you want to hear something crazy that could be true or could not be true? Hang Let on. us know. Hang on. You have to be very careful with how you say that. Uh, yeah, dude. There are the entire countries that execute LGBT, and that's true. Yeah, that's true. You know, but yet they're so oppressed here in the United States, huh? Well, but that lends to the whole thing. Is like there are, there are some countries where being gay is a sexual deviance. So when you, you have to be very specific when you're codifying a law like that that can literally get people killed in some cases. So... But yes, you're right about the definition. Think like it sucks, but you have to lay out very specific examples or terms, not examples. But uh, so this article, the young woman, 15, left. Oh God, I can't pronounce this. Tehuquigalpa, Honduras, in early March to come to the U.S. Her aunt, who lives in Florida, had paid a coyote. They're real. As much as the left like to make fun of people for using the term, I could not believe that shit when that was going on. All the memes making fun of people using the term coyotes thinking it was literal. It's like, you stupid fucks. You sit here and claim that you have all these views about immigration on the southern border, but you don't even know what a coyote is? What's that one movie where like something so incredibly dumb happens and everybody's like, smacks their foreheads? I don't remember. You know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I know exactly. What Swear, you're that like moment is exactly like when people literally thought people were riding on the backs of coyotes. To be fair, the meme was hilarious. Oh, the, the meme was the gold. The meme was gold. That was great. I laughed so hard. Um, actually, we did an episode about that yes, a few years ago. we did. Um, paid a coyote $4,000 to cross her into U.S. See territory. See you, Toast. All right, buddy. Take over for a minute. I have to tap out. All right. Oh, yeah. You, I've highlighted the... Where were you at? Four thousand dollars, the first one, I think. Okay. <laughs> All right. This says the young woman, fifteen, left. I'm not even going to pretend to even try to pronounce this correctly. Uh, so it was in Honduras in early March to come to the United States, uh, where her aunt lives in Florida, and paid a coyote four thousand to cross her into United States territory. But after a journey in several weeks, the smuggler left her lying on the street in the Mexican state of Puebla. Um, there, what she thought was an offer from a man to work at a restaurant as a waitress turned out to be a ruse from a human trafficking network. They put me as a sex worker. There, This is quotations. I apologize. Uh, they put me as a sex worker. There were several people who controlled me a lot. The clients hit, even hit me. It was horrible. She said of her ordeal, which lasted several weeks, she managed to run away one day she was being taken to a hotel room. So, well, that's good. But, jeez, man, this is wild. It says her story and that of other victims who spoke to uh, 
Telemundo. I'm not going to. Yeah, their names are being withheld for fear of reprisals. Illustrate the experiences of the approximately 50,000 people that are trafficked every year across 148 countries, according to the United States' latest biannual report. Yeah, that's uh, insane. And the funny thing is, these stories are not just like one or two. There's thousands of them, if not more than that. And we just, uh, my co-host had to go take a shit for everyone in the, you know, he uh, posted it. (laughs) Oh, anyway, so. More than 60% of human trafficking victims in the last 15 years have been women and girls, and most have been trafficked for sexual exploitation, according to the United States Office on Drugs and Crime, the UNODC. In addition, it's estimated that at least 25% of the cases are migrants. It is very high, and there are victims who are not being detected, said Mario. Uh, Jake's good at this. Cordreverja. Head of Uno DC program on crime and drugs. I'm not trying to make light of that. Just whatever. Anyway, so in a in addition, it's estimated that at least 25% of the case cases are migrants. It is very high, and there are victims who are not being detected. Did I just read that again? Anyway, in 2021, A21, an independent anti-trafficking organization, stated that Mexico is the country with the third highest rate of trafficking trafficking against children, only surpassed by Thailand and Cambodia. Crazy. Thanks for rating me. <laughs> ratting you. Yeah, I'm ratting you, buddy. According to official data, the Mexican government identified 744 trafficking victims in 2021 compared to 673 in 2020 and 653, uh, 658 in 2019. So those numbers are going up, like, not exponentially, but still, regardless. Uh, but experts point out that the official numbers don't reflect the reality since the vast majority of cases aren't reported. So there you go. That's basically what I was getting at. Man, so um, that's a lot of information to take in. And I think this is the last one on this. Various investigations indicate that the groups most likely to be victims of trafficking schemes in Mexico are indigenous people, <clears throat> people with disabilities, members of the LGBTQ plus community, informal sector workers, youth from gang-controlled territories, and asylum seekers and migrant people. So, oh, dude, it is insanely hard. But I have this to go off of, but hey. This is just, uh, just another day at the office, really. I just, I, I want to know how the hell like governments out there and people in charge sleep at night like this shit like half time uh will keep me up you know just just worrying you know if if uh, my kids going to school if uh you know they're getting off the bus and someone acts like you know they know who they are you know something like that obviously when they get off the bus here at my house uh, you know they just come straight to me but you know it's 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 scary with how uh how deceitful these people are 
and they're just able to worm their way into certain things, just like Jake was talking earlier about having a guy uh, in the mall who seemingly had a um, beauty photo shoot going on and just happened to be that he wasn't supposed to be there. So, dude, but it feels great in here, doesn't it? But, yeah, that is not easy. What? Oh, flying, flying solo. solo. But what I mean, was, what was the name? I'm curious. Which one? Oh, dude, one hold on. Were... I assumed what you had was yep. reading points, yep. and then, um, oh, dude, where is it? No, it's not on this one. I attempted to read those ones. Where'd it go? Where did it you... was? It was. Oof. Oh, it must be on the back. I'm just curious because some of those names are rough. Where the? Some some Spanish words are very hard to pronounce for us uh, English speakers. Uh, this one. <laughs> yeah, no. But I'm she was leaving Honduras. Yeah, that, that's, that's somewhere, somewhere in Honduras. Honduras. Actually, I'm being made fun of recently. Corder, uh, Mario Cordero Vejar? Vejar, si. Oh. Hey, wow. I'm not as stupid as I look. Vejar. No, I, I, I just recently got taught the Spanish word for crocodile. It's so hard for me to say, and I can't understand why. It's cocodrilo. That's how you say crocodile? Mm -hmm. Say it again. Cocodrilo. Cocodrilo? Drilo. Cocodrilo. See, it's hard. How do you enunciate the... the Coco. Drilo. It's like drilo. D-R-I-L-O. Cocodrilo. You... you just put a little bit more roll on the R. Cocodrilo. Drilo. Drilo. Not, not that... See, I'm Coco just saying drilo. Dorito, dude. That ain't gonna work. I was not meant to be Coco a multi-faceted type of person. No, that's not true. I'm, I'm very good at doing It's just that there are certain words... Like, I have a really hard time with the Spanish word for airport. Because... even walk. Because... In English, you say airport, and in Spanish, you have to enunciate every letter. So it's aeropuerto, but I have to say it slow because then I'm. Do you like the video? Yeah. Okay, I, I didn't know if it was you. Or something. Oh no, that was me. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, hey, well, let's go. I squat and surf. Hey, I, I did, uh, I did lose a viewer though. Good. Actually, that might have been toast. You know what's funny is uh, actually someone commented and they were talking about, I'm going to assume you. They said you sounded like Dream. You know who that is? Like there was a guy on YouTube who wore a mask and he finally revealed after like 10 million subscribers. And they said, I, I'm assuming they were talking about you because you oh, were talking in the short. Oh, another video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. It, it was just random. It just popped in my head and I was like. I was like, I've never heard the guy speak, so I can't really speak yeah, to it. Yeah, I'm not familiar with Dream. But uh, we shared a lot of information, but I do want to kind of bring it back around to the movie before we leave. Um, what are some of your thoughts on the movie, other than that it was a rough watch? I'm, I, I really want to watch the documentary. I almost said I'm stoked. I'm not stoked, because I wish the documentary never I, had I to be made. I get what you mean by saying. Yeah. You, I, I never wish the movie had to be made. I, I wish this movie didn't exist. Because it wouldn't have been necessary to make. I wish the story never happened. But it did. But it did. So this movie, I think, is serving <sighs> a purpose. And the purpose is to continue having a conversation. Like, honestly, uh, I can have tough conversations. They just might 
you know, take a little bit more out of you. Yeah, 100%. But um, this movie was, like, regardless of having a tough conversation, just watching it by yourself or even with somebody, like, it's gut-wrenching, you know, to say the least, because, you know, it's like, it's not like you're watching, you know, a slasher film and a guy's just stabbing someone in the belly yeah, it's, 16 it's times. Weird. It's it, weird how it's different. It's just... I think it's, it's a different you know monster. It's I I think if this was even a more heavily fictionalized account, it wouldn't have hit quite as hard. Like it's, yeah, because uh, I mean, because you can always you always have in the back of your mind it's not real. It's not ninety percent of that movie was like legit truth. Yeah, and even parts it's, of it that may not have been true in that specific example were true in a sense. Yeah. Because it's like it's not like they didn't even before I read that part where I was like, oh no, this is a different operation in the jungle, but it happened. I'm like, I'm sure something like that's happened before. Welcome to the jungle. Yeah, and apparently Honduras is, like, this big, like, not necessarily a stop on the trafficking route, but a lot of people, I guess, get trafficked from Honduras. It's like, it I would be love to travel to other countries, but, like, when you hear about this shit, it really, like, scares you. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to go on record for saying this. I'm not saying it's good, but, like, trafficking is sort of rare. In in the scheme of the global population, yes. But the thing is, like, it still happens. But the thing is, when you got people like me who, like, are like, oh, I'm scared to go. But, you know, at the end of the day, it can happen anywhere. It's You could be, your kids could be on the corner waiting for the bus and, and a van pull up and they're gone. Now, to be fair, the likelihood of that, statistically, the likelihood of that happening is virtually, it, well, I'm not going to say virtually zero, but, I mean, it's it's low. But it's one of those things just, just situational awareness is huge. Parents, stay with your kids at the bus stop. Our parents, well, you, you, your bus stop came to your house. Yeah. But, but mine, I, I, like, yeah. I, I stood down at the end of a thing. Well, but so. you were also with a group of other kids. You weren't by yourself. Right, 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 right. But, like, regardless, though, it's not hard to draw a kid's attention away from a group. Kids are stupid. Yes. Parents, do better. But teach your kids yeah, no, to, that, that's to, what I mean to, by do be better. Aware because the thing of it is, is like if you see another kid going off, raise the alarm. You don't have to go after them, but tell them. Like it goes back to like if you see something, say something, and just some common sense things. Like particularly if you're traveling abroad and you see a dog, you go up and say, "Ooh, you good boy." No, but if you're traveling abroad, um, don't go even during the daytime. Don't go off by yourself. No, and we are almost at three hours, and I have to use the restroom again. So let's uh, let's wrap her up. Let's wrap her up. Final thoughts on the movie because I do want to bring this back. To uh, very very informative and uh, just overall very very good movie. Um, just go into it with uh, like if you heard something online or something like that about like it's a certain conspiracy film, watch it for yourself. Make I, up I'll your be, own mind. And I'll be honest, I was expecting to hear a little bit more. QAnon talking points. You didn't hear shit. No, not, not QAnon stuff. It, it was literally just cut and dry Although there is, there is actually one scene where Jim Caviezel, I thought, did superb. It's where he's having to watch a video to write a report, and he does the, and I'm glad that they did it the way they did it. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I turned that one off. Yeah. I, well, to be, you'll be happy to know it didn't get any worse than that. Um, I know, but still. I know. Even I'm sitting there. I'm like, I don't want to leave my mind to wonder. Yeah. Yeah, thankfully. But, yes, I highly recommend you go see Sound of Freedom. Um, I agree. <laughs> yeah. 
go see it. It's it, it's worth seeing for nothing else to see it for yourself. And uh, like I said, there's a link in the description if you want to learn more information about how to recognize trafficking and what you can do to report. Uh, whether you see it or you think you may be a victim, there are resources you can uh, check out there. Look out for your fellow person. Protect the... Just pay attention. Protect the the weak and... Protect everybody. I protect mean, anyone. Just if someone, someone needs help, just help them. Yeah. And just, just be aware. And if something seems fishy, it probably is. You know, just and like Google said, don't be evil. <laughs> and if it's not fishy, if it ends up being nothing... At least you try. At least you checked. You know. It's like you may have been a minor inconvenience to someone at worst, if it ended up being fishy. And if it was, if, if it ended up not being fishy, and if it was fishy, you might have saved somebody's life. So, but uh, we'll wrap it up because I know he's 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 dancing. <laughs> I've been dancing um, all day, just saying. <laughs> I got I got I got over a debilitating. Uh, have you been dancing? Sickness. Dancing with yourself. Last week, no. Dancing with the devil. I dance with the stars. Solid. <laughs> um, thank you for enjoying this episode. Well, not enjoying, but thank you for watching this episode of the Average Intelligence Podcast. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. It's through your support that we've grown as much as we have and help us some more so that we can get monetized and bring you even more content. And we are going to start, I don't know when we'll be steadily spilling them out, but we're going to start. It's kind of a second podcast, the Average Intelligence News. Much shorter, but we go through some headlines. And um, be sure to check out the RTA Podcast Network. You can see it all at rtamedia.org. But you can enjoy this podcast down the middle for your pro wrestling fans. The RTA Podcast, where you have long-form conversations with interesting people. As well as the Part of Your Broadway World podcast, which has their new episode talking about the show Rise of the Pink Ladies, its cancellation, and the efforts being taken to save or resurrected. That is going live at 9 a.m. tomorrow on YouTube. Be sure to check that out if you are interested. And coming soon, our friend Toast, when he can get off his lazy Canadian ass, is going to start his podcast, Breakfast Club. And more to come. If you have an idea for a podcast, reach out to us. We can help you make that a reality and get you on a network of like-minded creators. And if you prefer to listen to the podcast instead of watch them, like I said, you can find them on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube Music. I think I said Amazon already, but basically all your major it's everywhere. podcasts. It's everywhere. Just about everywhere. <laughs> and you can find them all on rtmedia.org. They're right there. It's already it's already there. It's, 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 it's right there for you. It's convenient. It's in but your face. It's in your face. Just click the mouse. I'm in your face. <laughs> but go see Sound of Freedom and watch more of our podcasts. With that, we bid you adieu. Have a good night, and thanks for checking us out again.